Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Good to be with you. Our final show in beautiful Keep Tahoe Blue. Yes. Hi, Lake Jake. Tahoe. Yeah, you, that's a microphone. You got to talk. Yes. Um, yes, we are in Lake Tahoe. Uh, we will be off tomorrow. Don't forget that we'll be uh, back on uh, Thursday afternoon uh, at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. Thursday and Friday we'll be on at 3 o'clock. And again, we welcome your comments. Where are you guys at on 3 o'clock versus 6 a.m.? I'm really liking three o'clock. We had a huge audience yesterday. That's always fun. Yes. Um, so I'm kind of feeling the three o'clock vibes. Yeah, I like the afternoon vibes. It's nice. It's nice to be able to 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 knock it up at the crack of dawn. Um, you know, it'll be nice to get back in the gym, you know, uh, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, I, I like afternoons. Yeah, it's good. I like afternoons <clears throat> as well. The Monty Show is presented at us always by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business for all of our Arizona listeners. They just opened an office in Phoenix. Go check them out. And I always say, hey, man, if you've been in an accident or let's just say you've slipped and fell on somebody's sidewalk that was broken or they didn't clear ice or you were driving down the road and somebody hit you because they were on their phone instead of being focused on the road. I'm telling you right now, if you're sitting there saying to yourself, man, do I need an attorney for this? Do I need a... Yes. Yes, you do. And the reason is because your insurance company has thousands of attorneys working for them Shouldn't you have somebody that's going to advocate for you? That's why you go to the advocates. Let them focus on getting you everything that you deserve. You focus on getting your life back in line. Go chat with an attorney live online right now at theadvocates.com. They have this great feature where you can chat with an attorney 24-7 at theadvocates.com. Um, without further ado... Why don't we open up talking a little Utah Jazz basketball? Because I think one of the things that's really interesting, as we saw in Indiana last night, is Colin Sexton has these certain games. And I know he didn't lead the team in any particular category. I thought Colin Sexton was one of the most impactful players for the Utah Jazz last night. And Jake, if I said to you, how would you answer the question, what is Colin Sexton's upside? Yeah, I mean, I think his his upside can be a, a, a one or a two guard. I think he has the athletic ability to be a two guard. I think he has the scoring instincts, um, you know, to be more of a two guard. But I also think he could be a one. I think for him to be a one, he's going to need some development mentally, though. I think that, you know, understanding, you know, being a one, you have to understand, okay, where are we at in the game? What's the score? Who's on the floor? You know, what set am I trying to run? You, you, you know, you just take all these things into consideration. And also the best of them who, who play point guard, and you saw this a lot when Mike Conley was a jazz man. The best of them put their best scores in the best position possible to score the basketball, which also I think is an underrated part of the NBA. And I think I love Colin Sexton's energy, but there are times where, you know, he tries to do a little bit too much or maybe, you know, sure. he's just that unrefined young talent. So to me, his upside is... is limitless in my opinion. I think he could be one of the best in the league provided he gets the right kind of coaching and the right kind of mentoring. And the only question I really have is how much did he in fact get out of Mike Conley while Mike Conley was here? Because if that paid off and, and I agree, he had a nice game. If that time with Mike Conley paid off and in the knowledge that Mike, you know, gave to, to Colin, you know, really stuck, then Hopefully, we see a lot of great things as he moves forward. Well, I also think one of the things that he really brings is pace. He brings speed. He brings elusiveness. And this Utah Jazz team, 
for the last five years, really, and I think it's carried over into Will Hardy's time. This team has a terrible habit of walking the ball up the floor and playing plotting methodical offense. And in today's NBA, I think you need a guy like Colin Sexton that's going to run up the floor with his hair on fire, frankly. And I think we don't get that a lot from the Utah Jazz. Certainly not when Mike Conley was running the point. And I think, again, they're totally different players. I understand that. Mike's an older veteran point guard. I totally understand that. Colin Sexton is a young buck. He's a guy, in my opinion, who can absolutely change the pace of the game. And I think we saw that last night. And I think Indiana absolutely struggled with it. Now, they're going to have to figure out how to defend. And... I know that we've talked about this on the show. Uh, one of our listeners, Ken Williams, is absolutely adamant that the games they're playing now matter. With all due respect to Ken, I don't think these games matter at all. And we have had this round and round conversation about should the Jazz be trying to win games? Well, I think you want to win every game you play. But for this Jazz team, figuring out Colin Sexton's absolute upside, I think is really important. The Walker Kesslers of the world are absolutely really important. And it puts you in this odd tipping situation where you have Walker Kessler and, and Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton. And I would put Colin as one of the younger guys on this team, right? Yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's certainly not the 30-plus-year-old guy. Totally. But is he as important as figuring out what a THT can be to this team? Well, I don't really value Talon Horton Tucker in the long term. I absolutely value Colin Sexton in the long term. So that's really, for me, that's the conundrum of where this Utah Jazz team is. Yeah, and I think that this whole conversation around do games matter right now and which guys should get minutes and what's the rotation look like and, you know, how many blocks did Blocker Kessler get? Like, you know, all those things. Blocker like, Kessler. Yeah, Blocker Kessler. You know, what wow. was Malik Threesley? Like, we, we know all the cute names, Holly. Thank you. But what's important about these games right now is developing talent because ultimately you're making deals right now for the future and once that paradigm changes to making deals for the now then winning and losing matters but i and i know we've talked about it all season long but this team is not tanking this team no you know is not out to you know with the intent to lose every single game and and i think guys like colin sexton really benefit from that like if you're on a team that's tanking if you're on a team that is intentionally losing games your development in my opinion is going to suffer Look no further than the Houston Rockets. All this great talent, but not really developing in the way that I think everybody thought that they would develop. So to me, I think the Jazz are in a great spot. I, I don't think that we should get hung up in the result right now. I think we should get hung up in how Colin Sexton goes about running the offense. Or maybe, you know, does Walker Kessler, you know, develop more of a jump shot this season? Or like these little games within the game. That's what I feel like we should be paying attention to. Yeah, I... I I love that. By the way, the Jazz are in Memphis tomorrow night to close out the first half of the season, uh, which has been a roller coaster, and we'll talk about it on the show on Thursday. I just I feel like this season has been very different than any season that I ever remember from the Utah Jazz. I feel like this is one of those years where you really can't forecast anything that's happened here. You really can't, you know, in, in October, you're not thinking about, well, we're going to trade all these guys. And I mean, sure, you can look forward and say, yeah, maybe we're going to trade Mike Conley, but you're certainly not planning for that in October. And then you come out and win all these games. I, I just think this has been a really bizarre season for the Utah Jazz. And now you're in this position where, hey, are we going to make the play in? I mean, you're 10th in the, in the, in the West right now, yeah. a game under 500. Unequivocally, this road trip has been a success, I think. Um, and you're going into the all-star break with Laurie Markkinen, 
you know, as a starter on the all-star team participating in the three-point contest. Like, I don't know how else to say. I think this has been a remarkably successful season for the Jazz. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think for Jazz fans, like, you guys should be, should be you know, on some level grateful that they're not tanking because tanking is a miserable experience. And I don't... Well, but I, does it... Is it effective? I mean, effective and, to and, what wait, end, wait, not right? to interrupt you. Tanking is losing at all costs. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have good veterans on this team. I'm going to have a ton of bad contracts. See the Houston Rockets. Like, yeah. that's what tanking is. Tanking is not, let me make a bunch of trades and we'll hope for the best. Right. That's not what tanking is. Tanking is doing everything you can do to lose every game you can lose to get, in this case, Victor Wambanyama. Mm -hmm. That's what tanking yeah, is. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think, you know, and, and if we go with that definition, obviously the Jazz aren't tanking. And, and I think, you know, my main point has always been, you know, when we talk about the fan experience, like Utah Jazz fans should be grateful on some level that this team isn't tanking because I because I think tanking is a miserable experience. Like, yeah, sure, you may win some games you shouldn't win, but, but you know going into the game, all right, are we going to lose? by five or are we going to lose by 25 what's it going to be tonight fellas like you know what you know what that result is going to be and i feel like for the jazz right now it's much more like hey like going into the indiana game you are one point favored in that game like it was a tight game the whole way you got to see as we've been talking about you know colin sexton do some nice things like you you get to really enjoy watching these guys compete for wins rather than just running it out there to play out the string and i think there's a huge difference yep totally agree agree uh first one in today is tanner Plummer. says monty in the afternoon hey monty yes 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 exactly right by the way we will have drops back on thursday yeah, yeah. jake is just lazy that's all uh, -huh. uh mike chase uh says i like uh this have a good show guys uh good afternoon yes good afternoon so a lot sir. of people like us being in the afternoon uh capazzo um says uh what's up tanner how's the weather there it's snowing and sticking in the jeezy well really it is i'll tell you in tahoe it is bitterly cold today. It's in the middle teens to 20s, and it was in the high 40s yesterday. It, we have had no luck in Lake Tahoe with right, the weather right. whatsoever. Uh, what's up, Mr. Preston says, let's go. Hello, casuals. Capasso says, hit the like button. Pudge in NYC. What's up? How about Josh Hart right out of the gate mm -hmm. for the Knicks? Mm -hmm. How about Josh Hart for the Knicks? And we talked about that as one of the under undervalued moves at the deadline. Now, I think we all wanted the Knicks to go bigger. They didn't. Right. Josh Hart came out of the gate swinging. Yeah, and I think, you know, you see the offensive balance. And, and I think that's the beauty of a player like Josh Hart. I mean, you know Josh Hart is now old enough in his career where he knows the flow of the game. The game isn't too fast for him. He's going to be in the right spot. He's going to take the correct shots. He's going to move the ball when he should. Like, all the little intangibles that a 3 and D type guy with a little bit of range is right. going to bring to the table he's bringing to them and, and, and again I think this conversation around Jalen Brunson and in in you know that addition and and people talking about that's been the addition of you know the year like you know well, he and, did have 40 against Brooklyn last night I know and, and and by the way I also think the Brooklyn thing is also another conversation piece like they're playing well like I, and I know he had 40 against them and you know but well, that when you get group, 40 out of out of Jalen and then you get 27 out of Josh Hart yeah I mean yes. what do you you're not yes. beating the Knicks. You're not. No. And and I think Dinwiddie, but okay, Dinwiddie's been good. I'm telling you now, you look at the makeup of that of that roster, Dorian Finney-Smith. I I don't understand the obsession Jazz fans have with Dorian Finney-Smith. I don't see that. Mm -hmm. I've never been a fan and he put he plays 29 minutes, has 9 points last night. Yeah. 
Like I just, and I understand Brooklyn's in a rebuild now. I totally understand that. I think you have to be really careful who you pick up if you're the Jazz. Dorian Finney-Smith would have been a mistake. Yeah, and, and I think he's one of those guys that's just a little bit too old for where you are. And, and this is why I say with the Westbrook thing, like I maintain that Westbrook is not a great fit here. Like, yeah, sure, you could give him minutes and he could contribute and he could do some nice things for you. I just don't understand why. Much like I don't understand why, just like you said, why Jazz fans were obsessed with DFS. Like, I don't know, dude. I D-F-S. don't know. DFS. Yeah, I saw, I don't know how many times on sort of, well, we need to add DFS, DFS, DFS. No, we don't. No, 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 we actually don't, Jazz fan. Yeah, I uh, I don't think so either. I truly don't. Um, let's see. Brad Turner says, where did they go? We're right here, man. We're in Lake Tahoe. That's where we went. Is it me you're now, looking a for? A lot of people have said, hey, when's your birthday? My birthday is Sunday. Uh-huh. Dude, I'm going to be 50 years old in five days. Mm-hmm. I know. That's incredible. That's terrifying to me. Talking with Raphael Podcast. What's up, dude? Uh, He says, the biggest issue I have is that I keep comparing uh, him to Donovan Mitchell's skill since the trade, but I know I shouldn't do that. Well, I don't think you should do that at all. What Donovan Mitchell is, I think Donovan Mitchell is on the cusp of being one of the very best players in the NBA. Mm -hmm. I think he is. You got to perform in the postseason. If Don has a big postseason, look out. Yeah, because now he's an MVP candidate, but I I don't think they are that that dissimilar, but we'll find out. Uh, Quinn B says Sexton has potential. Uh, Wesley Iyer says I love his assist numbers of late. I agree. I agree. What's up, Greg Hawkins? How the heck are you, Greg? We got Utes for you today. Um, this Andy Lugwood situation at Notre Dame is infuriating. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely infuriating. That that is, mm, we're going to talk about that coming up in about 25, 30 minutes. Stick around for that. Um, Tanner Plummer wants to know if the Knicks are Eastern Conference contenders. Yeah, I mean, I think they're contenders. Will they win the Eastern Conference? I don't know about that. I think, you know, I think that there's, you know, to win a conference, I think you got to have really good maturity on your roster and guys who know how to make the winning play when you need it. And that remains to be seen. You know, and I, I think it is... Hmm. I don't know. It, it, contenders in the East are so interesting. I think the West clearly got better and is loaded. I don't know who the best team in the East is. There's something wrong in Boston. I'm starting to believe there's a chemistry thing there. I'm starting to believe that that thing's coming apart. And I don't know how you fix that. I mean, Jason Tatum is singular, singularly spectacular. Right. I have no idea what Jalen Brown is. And I want to say that Jalen's this great player. And I want to say that Jalen Brown is this guy that you got to have on your team. And he's it. But I, I can't. Yeah. I can't. And I don't know. I don't know that I've ever seen a team be so reliant on one guy. And that's Marcus Smart. I think he is so important to what they do. And I think they have missed him so much in these games he's been out. Because they just don't have chemistry. They don't have... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is because they're still a really good team, but they just yeah. don't have it. Uh-huh. You know that that little intangible that you can't you can't. Well, that team needs a point guard, and 
I don't know what that it factor is for Boston, but they're missing it. Yeah, you know, the it factor that helps you win, win game six at home to win the NBA finals. Like, you know, that it factor. Like, like I just think that that team right now is, is yeah, whether it's chemistry or whether it's Marcus Smart having been out, like, I don't know either. But to me, it's one of these situations where, yeah, Jalen Brown has to get better. He has to continue to grow and I, and I do think there are a lot of times where Jalen goes cold in the postseason and there are equally other times where he's hot but I think Jason Tatum has clearly stepped into a you know a superstar consistent performer role and you can rely on him but Jalen Brown has always been the the key figure like I know what Al Horford's going to do out of the corner I know what you know these other guys like like Pritchard coming out and saying hey you know like at the deadline I was expecting to be traded just because it's the nature of the beast but you know I'm here and I'll do whatever I can do like they have a lot of locker room guys a lot of you know pro team guys and that's great but do they have enough to win? Mm. I don't know that they have enough. Like if I said, hey, Boston or Phoenix, well, you're probably going to go with Phoenix. You know, if you said Boston or, uh, you know, I don't know, Memphis, I don't know. To me, that's a really tight game because I think Memphis is grittier than Boston. I think Memphis would work harder for it, but I don't know. So that's what I'm saying. Like Boston, but Boston leaves- has, but Boston has Grant Williams. And right. He's amazing. Right. And there are, it, he and Desmond Bain are two guys I want to punch in the face. Yeah. That would probably not be good. I would go to jail for that, but you get my point. Uh, CJ Vance, what's up, my guy? He says, yeah, I think winning games for playoff position isn't the goal with this team, but winning games to build a winning culture. Right. Well, and I think a lot of that is on uh, a lot of that is on Will Hardy. Will Hardy's going to have to figure out how to fix the defensive end of the floor. Because I think, again, last night, Indiana probably should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Probably could have, should have, would have. But we're watching that game, and the Jazz just go to sleep defensively. I mean, I, I don't know how you explain the way that Indiana got so many good looks from three. Now they missed them. They shot horribly. But they got a lot of really good looks. And Jordan Clarkson, I mean, absolutely stole Holly Rose Hart in the second half. And she was gushing about him repeatedly. We get it. He had a yeah. great second half. But defensively, this Jazz team, that's what worries me, CJ, when we talk about winning games to build a winning culture. I think winning an NBA championship starts with defense, mm-hmm. and this team just does not play a lot of defense. Well, and I think that goes right back into the leadership piece. Uh, you know, d- defense has always been, you know, hinged on on good leadership and someone bringing yes. that energy. And that's where I say, like, you know, you had mentioned earlier that you love Collins' energy, and I love Collins' energy. I think it's one of the best parts of his game. Yep. The problem is, is that energy oftentimes isn't channeled into leadership. Like it's great to be flying up the floor and flying back and, you know, being slap your hands on the floor guy in defense, but you also got to make the right plays. And that's what I'm saying. It's not just like, hey, you have all this energy. It's okay, great. You have all this energy. That's awesome. But you got to make the right play. There's so many times where Colin will go under. He should have gone over, vice versa. He switched when he shouldn't have. Like there's just those little things that, that he is growing on right now yeah i would agree and i i I love slap your hand on the floor guy yeah and he's that guy and that's fine hey bro we're we're not shooting until we make 37 passes and we run a couple of ball run off the picket fence and then uh, little jimmy's gonna come off a screen and knock down the game winner okay yeah all right go team go team and then everybody slams their hands on the floor and gives up a wide open layup without a body anyway i love slap your hands on the floor guy yeah I, i i do i truly it's one of my 
my absolute favorites. Hey, uh, all of our Utah Jazz talk and NBA talk here on the Monty Show presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. I say it every day. I don't understand. And and listen, I know I'm a good-looking dude. Right. And I drive a, a just a really nice car, but I don't understand why people can't stop and won't stop checking me out. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the Wyatt co-workers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes, and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy, camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. It's my guy, man. Dude, he's a stud, Can't bro. stop, won't stop checking me out. I love the guys at Quick Quack Car Wash because of that kind of mentality, that sense of humor, but the car comes out of the other end of the tunnel looking beautiful. Yeah. The car wash is exquisite at Quick Quack. You get free towels, you get a free vacuum, you get the vacuum attachment for the accessories. And again, the people are great. Those are all entrepreneurs that own Quick Quack Car Wash. So no matter where you are, Pull out the phone, find a quick quack car wash, and make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Hey, <coughs> excuse me. Speaking of sponsors, coming up in 10 minutes, a big, 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 big ad to the showroom. Yes. Really a, a big, big deal in 10 minutes. We are going to tell you about our newest partner on the show, and I am so stacked. I, I just yeah. can't wait. Yeah, it's it, awesome. It it's is. very exciting. One that you guys know, one that you guys will be able to easily get, um, one that you may already be using every day. So definitely excited. Uh, Andy H says, with the white wall, the Chico stash, and the soul patch stand out a lot. Okay. So, Jake, he, he says are, you have a you, Chico we, stash. Should, should I turn the light down? Is that what... You, you have a Chico is, stash. Is that what you want me to do? I mean, he, okay, so we're going to turn the light down. How what about, what uh, do we is think? Is that better? Is that better? Woo, man, that is way better on my eyes. I'll tell you that. There you go. Leave it right there. I like that. Okay, cool. I actually, it's Valentine's Day. Let's turn the lights down Fake low. Hit it, yeah. Turn the lights down. Anyway, uh, appreciate it, Andy. Uh, Quinn B says, could you see the Jazz possibly picking up uh, Cameron Johnson in the future? I think he'd fit good with this squad. Well, the problem is now he's a Brooklyn net. Uh -huh. And he, in my mind, he's an elite three in this league. He is the future of threes. He's got to stay healthy, though. He's another guy. He's played a lot of basketball. He's had a, a not insignificant knee injury. And I know that's talking around it. But right, yeah. He had a big knee injury, and that really concerns you because he's relying on running, jumping, twitch. Like, that's a big deal for a guy of his size and position. But Cam Johnson's skill set, there's not a team in the NBA who doesn't want Clay Thompson on their team. Yeah. Because those two guys, I think, are very similar. They play a very similar role. They're both really tenacious defenders. I mean, and I still maintain the steal of that deal was Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, well, and I think when you when you hear, hey, teams were willing to offer four first round picks, like that's kind of an insane number for Mikhail Bridges. And and hey, I mean, he's insane. he's a hell of a player. I, I'm I'm not taking anything away from the guy. Just that's still four first round picks. Like that's still a ton of capital. But to answer the question, I mean, yeah, I think Cam Johnson fits in with the team fine. Yeah. The only issue with that is is that we are already getting you know under the radar talk around it. You know, spiel from. From Devin Booker about re-adding these guys in in the summer of 2026. So yep. to me, you know, it's if if they're going to go anywhere, I would think it's back to Phoenix because that's where they want to play. But remains to be seen. Uh, Andy H also wants to know who's supposed to be sitting in the middle seat. 
Uh, this is Casper the Ghost right here, bro. Yeah, this is the Monty Show Ghost right here. Yeah, we're just we're just, just chilling with yeah, the, chilling the Monty in the cut. Show Ghost. You know, uh, no, Mrs. Monty will join us for the non-sports stories of the day. Making coming her up. return. She making her her much anticipated yes return to the showroom. Yes, uh, appreciate you asking, Eric C. What's up, Eric? He says got a point there, Tanner, because Tanner said unlike Alec Burke, Sexton goes downhill effectively. Well. The guy's a rocket ship. I yeah. mean, Colin Sexton plays at a very fast clip, and I think he's one of those guys you want on your team. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Andy H., uh, checking out my soul patch, says Sexton is definitely late-game valuable with that drive to the bucket. And I value that. Mm -hmm. I value that. Andy, I think that's a great point because you can give him the ball, and he is a bucket getter, and he's quick enough to get to the rack and get fouled. I, I just have some hesitation over his willingness to kick that ball to an open shooter. Well, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's willingness or it's just not going through his head. Like, is the game too fast for sure. him right now? Or is it actually a willingness? Thing? No, I wouldn't say it's too fast for him. I think he is a guy who likes to put the ball in the bucket. I mean, right. he's, he's a Jordan Clarkson mindset guy and there's value to that. But when you look at the way that teams collapse on Colin Sexton, when he when he gets over, I mean he breaks center court and they're already trying to figure out where that double's coming from. Yeah, there's always a guy open in the corner or on the diagonal kick. I mean always. It's just a matter of him trusting that, him seeing that, and then him executing that. Because too many times, I think we all know. You look at the first half last night on Jordan Clarkson and our members only group. We were talking about this on Instagram last night that. Jordan Clarkson, just there are halves that are going to happen like that. Mm -hmm. Those are becoming fewer and farther between for Colin Sexton. Those really bad stints, bad shots, bad yeah. turnovers, real bad hearty pace. conversations. Yeah, yeah, you know that. That to me, sure. Yeah, uh, Merck Life, who's a member of the program, says that's better. Okay, Thank so you, the Merck lighting Life. is better, Merck. I you appreciate that. You can call that. me pretty. It's okay. You can say that. You're not though. Why would you say that? Well, I think I am. Okay. And that's what matters. And that's what matters. Yeah. Uh, Gumby Too Sexy says, so nice of Monty. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. To get us an afternoon program. Excuse me, it's Shogram. It's Shogram. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank Austin you. Austin Napierski, what's up, my guy? Long time no see y'all. I like this afternoon stuff more than the morning. Well, again. Yeah. Again. We're piloting it. We're test piloting it. We're we're testing it. We're you know trialing it. We're checking it out. Yes. So let us know. We've been getting a lot of good feedback on it, and if we keep getting good feedback, who knows? Maybe it sticks. Maybe it's. What do you like most about the afternoon? Yeah, I mean, wow, it's actually it's snowing in Tahoe right now. Yes, just it all is. of a sudden. Wow. Okay. Out of nowhere. Yeah, in the afternoon. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what I like most about afternoons is is obviously the sleeping portion. I mean, it's it, there's no question that that getting up, you know, at at three fifty every day is really tough. I mean, you know, you we get up. We have been getting up. We're getting up at 350. We're, we're at the Maverick Center most days, and we're not in Lake Tahoe. Uh, we're there usually between 448 and 450, as specific as that is. That's usually the time. We walk through. We hear a bunch of odd stuff as we're walking the empty building uh, that early in the morning. Um, and then, you know, by the time we get done with the show, do some shorts, you know, call some people because we sell our own show. It's already four o'clock and we don't even have time for the gym. So we felt like, hey, like, why don't we why don't we take a look at when people watch our show? And what we found was is that a lot of our viewership is, in fact, in the afternoon. And so yes. we felt like, hey, if people are already like if most people are 
are already watching in the afternoon, because YouTube tells us that, if most people are already watching in the afternoon, what would happen if we started doing the showroom in the afternoon? Well, we could go to the gym in the morning. We could have a, a more regulated sleep schedule. Right. You know, the one of the things you've talked about, which I think is a great point, is like on weekends we can feel more normal, you know, because we won't be falling asleep at seven thirty. Like, not exaggerating. That's when I start getting tired. So it just helps us facilitate a more normal lifestyle, if you will. Yeah, it, it, it is hard to. It is hard to describe the the way down effect of three fifty in the morning, like it, it, unless you unless you've experienced it or you get up at that time every day, you just don't understand the burnout effect of that. So you know it is you know yeah yeah hundred percent I love it. Um, and again, we appreciate everybody who's a member of the show. We always throw this stuff out to our membership group first. They help us make these decisions. Um, very clearly, you know, I, I think we're probably going to wind up staying in the afternoon. Um, we'll let you know on Friday when we do the show, because I feel like that's what everybody's told us. The feedback overwhelmingly has been afternoon, afternoon, afternoon. Yes. Um, so there's a real good chance that's going to happen. But, but I, I say, if you are not a member of the program, I just put the link in the chat section, consider joining. It's $9.99 a month. You get exclusive access to all kinds of things. Our big 5-0 birthday bash uh, is coming up with Brand Keithy from Utah and Max Tooley from BYU. That's March 10th at the Maverick Center. When the Kansas City Mavericks are in town, the guys are going to hang out with us, watch the game. You'll be able to get pictures with, with Max Tooley and Brand Keithy. Uh, there will be all kinds of door prizes. It's going to be amazing. Um, and it is going to be brought to you by our newest sponsor. Yes. Um, and I, this one's a big one for me. Yeah. This one is a big one for me because, you know, here on the Monty Show, we really work hard every day to deliver you guys partnerships like whether it's the advocates, they're local, they're in your community, right? Or Quick Quack or Barbecue Pit Stop. All of our partners um, are, are with us because they're locally owned businesses. And I think when you looked at Bucked Up Energy, there is no better example of a local entrepreneur um, who has built an empire. Yes. And it bucked up. They are now the official energy drink of the Monty Show. The Showgrum. Um, I am thrilled to have bu Bucked Up on the show. Uh, I drink Bucked Up. Zero. Uh, my favorite flavor is Miami. Yes. Um, but what would one of our partners be without a promo code, right? Right. Make sure you get to buckedup.com and use the promo code Monty. Um, in the description of this YouTube show below, there is a link. You can get free uh, samples. You get three free samples with a, a shaker cup. Um, just use the promo code Monty. Like I'm telling you guys, Bucked Up is going to hook you up. They have great locations all across the state of Utah. Um, we shop at their South Jordan store. Yes. Um, you go into the Bucked Up store locally. They're really friendly. The staff is great. They have all of their product. And it's not just energy drinks, right? They do pre-workouts. They do all kinds of fitness supplements, clothing, bars, like you name it. Cups. Cups. Their shaker cups are amazing. Yes. You name it, Bucked Up has it. And it's just a thrill for us to have Bucked Up on the show. Love it, dude. Absolutely love it. I am thrilled. Yes. 
to welcome Bucked Up to the show. And again, buckedup.com, use the promo code Monty to get 20% off. And trust me, they're priced so well that 20% off is a really good discount. Yeah. At buckedup.com. I am just thrilled to have them on board. Yeah, and it's great. It is It is really, you know, I, I, like I, when I first found Bucked Up, um, you know, I found the, I found them on the energy drink portion of their business. Obviously they have a lot of different lines that you can utilize, but my, my biggest thing was, you know, just, just how it tastes. Like, I think, you know, I would say I'm not someone who's had a ton of different brands of energy drinks, but I've had my fair share and I feel like I know what good ones are and what bad ones are, just as you guys probably have as well. And my favorite thing about the, the, the zero energy, cause that's what we like zero sugar energy drink. That's one of my favorite things. My favorite part about it is it's really easy to drink. The flavor is good. The carbonation doesn't blow you away. Like it's not too much carbonation. Like it's a really good, well-made product. And that's why we decided to go ahead and partner with them because we really enjoy it. And we thought, Hey, like you're already in, you're already, you know, going to, you know, convenience stores, you're going to these different places. It's a really accessible thing. And Hey, if you're a gym goer, if you like to pump iron and work out, or you're an iron man, like the mayor of Monty town, Jeremy Bolton, <laughs> you know, you can get on the bucked up life. I mean, it's, it's just really good stuff. Yeah, and I, I again would tell you go into their their retail locations because I'm a huge fan of dealing with people locally. Um, so again, American Fork, St. George, everybody in the Jeezy. The Jeezy, where I guess it's snowing, apparently, we've yeah, heard. And by the way, we're sitting here doing the show in Lake Tahoe. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it is just a blizzard outside. Yeah. Like out of nowhere. Um, it's a blizzard, but you can find bucked up stores in American Fork, St. George, Murray, um, Farmington Station, South Jordan, which is a store that I shop in. Yes. Uh, I love the South Jordan store. Um, they're also in uh, Rexburg, Idaho, Twin Falls, Idaho Falls. So find a bucked up store, walk in the store, say, hey, we heard about you guys on the Monty show. We want our 20 percent discount. And they Boom, will hook done. you up. They will By hook the way, you up. They also said if you walk into one of their local stores, they'll give you a free can of bucked up energy. Take a picture with it. Yeah. Show us. And trust me when I say we'll hook you up. The Monty Big 5 Birthday Bash presented by Bucked Up Energy. We're super thrilled to have them on board for the event uh, and on the show. And it's it's just, it's fantastic. I love it. So let's see what you guys think. Um, Day Old Donut says, I have had bucked up from Vasa. It's not too bad. Burps on the treadmill are sort of fun. <laughs> Uh, right there you go exactly right i i am a what is the i'm spacing the apple flavor that the what it what is it orchard. Uh, orchard, orchard orchard orchard's my favorite flavor that's the one that i like the most no i'm a miami guy uh-huh yeah for bucked up i'm a miami guy right so buckedup.com you can all of their supplements all of their energy drinks come in miami right but that's again why i tell you next time you're at Harmons, next time you're at walmart um Pick up a Miami, a can of zero bucked up zero Miami. You'll you'll love it. It is, it is, you know, like a pina colada. Really, is what the flavor reminds me of. Yeah, I, it's my favorite. Their whole line's great, though. They have if you if you're somebody that likes fruity, if you're somebody that likes sour, if you're somebody that likes no taste, like they have something. For everybody, the black can, by the way, is 300 milligrams of caffeine. The white can's 100. So they have something for everybody at buckedup.com. Welcome them to the show. We need you guys to turn out. We need you guys to um, engage with our friends at Bucked Up um, because that's how this thing goes around. You guys yes. do a great job. 
of, you know, working with people like Papa Murphy's and working with people like Quick Quack and Barbecue Pit Stop. We need you to hook it up at buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase of $20 or more. So there you go. There you go. So awesome. You know, uh, Greg Hawkins says, I like energy drinks, but I've always been a black coffee kind of guy. Well. Oh, dude. <clears throat> Mrs. Monty is a coffee drinking fool. A connoisseur. I am not a coffee drinker at all. Right. I am an energy drink guy. And again, you know that everything that we, we promote on the show as a partner, they're generally lifestyle things that we use. And bucked up is absolutely one of those things that we use. Like I, you guys have noticed, we've had the the cans and the cups with us. Yes. Um, for a couple of months now, and it's just something that is, it's good. Yep. We like it. Yep. Um, let's see who else is in on this. Um, Andy H says, "Too bad it's snowing there." North Star is a great course. It is. It is. We North Star is the place where I really feel like I learned to to ride. So. Yeah, we appreciate that. Um, Tanner T says, can we move uh, this back by one hour? What do you mean? Wait, what do you mean T? by that? Yeah, what do you, you mean? You got to explain that a little bit. Uh, the Monty Ghost says, you're really going to uh, give Mrs. Monty my seat. Yes. Sorry, dude. Yes. And by the way, you know, because we're thinking about this afternoon thing, your spot in the morning of turning the doorknob is going away as well. So you might want to re-strategize. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, Tim L says, Killa OJ is amazing from Bucked Up. There you go. Mrs. Monty's favorite flavor um, is the OJ. I can't remember the name of the, what is it? Jim and Juice. Jim and Juice. There you go. Which is a citrus flavor. Right. She's a big Jim and Juice fan, uh, which is good. You know, Tanner T says, drive, uh, drive home. We're right in the main work time. Oh, well, we'll be on for three yeah, hours. Yeah, we'll be man. on for three hours, my yeah, guy. Yeah, we're not going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. We'll be here on your drive home. Don't worry about it. Um, Tanner T said, I need to be making dials right now. Hook it up, dude. Dude, where, where are we'll you dialing here. at? Where are you yeah, dialing at, Yeah, what do you do, at, Tanner? Yeah. Oh, man, that gives dude. me like... That gives me a little flashback to the Yelp Rudy Sanchez in our in our membership group on Instagram used the terminology Yelpatorium the other day, which brought me back to our Yelp yes. days. Yes. So um, where are you dialing? Tanner Plummer says, did Bucked Up just open up? No, not at all. Bucked Up's been around for years. Um, they have a ton of new retail stores. Yes. Um, which I would... I, I'm a guy that believes in sending you to the retail store, but I mean, the app is... Downloading their app or shopping online at buckedup.com is so easy. It is, yeah. Um, and again, they give us a great twenty percent off at Bucked Up is it's a lot of phenomenal. product, bro. It really is. It is a it is a difference maker. Um, it saves you a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so when you're you're talking about energy drinks, twenty percent off is a is a big big deal. Uh, Scammer trolling says my favorite flavor is winning. Um, okay. Winning. I have not had winning. 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 Uh, Brent Burnett says Doke has been playing, uh, better, which starts with playing guys like him. I don't ever want to see Doke. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, a, not I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and pass on Doke. I'm good. Yeah. Blessed T says, love you guys. You're the best. When I finally get, uh, paid, I'll tip super soaking every day. <laughs> My wow. guy. Wow. And he also says, hashtag, uh, super soak world. Okay. You I know. like it. I like it. You know, uh, M. Morris says used to dial with the owners of Bucked Up. Oh, okay, okay. nice. Okay, I like it. Uh, guess I'll have to spend my mornings with Aaron Rodgers in in the New Jersey basement. Well, listen, he is you know darkness retreat. We're going to get to way, that today. By the way, there is an update on the darkness retreat coming up on Football at Fifty in about uh, I don't know about twelve minutes. Stick around for that. The uh, darkness. Scammer trolling says, "Can we talk about Ukraine and Russia?" No, uh, not no, not right no, now. Mm, no, man. 
maybe, maybe in the non-sports stories of the look, day. Look, if you were a member, you could request that. So you might want to think about that, and then we'll talk about it. Yep. Uh, let's see. Mr. Preston says, Woke AF is a great pre-workout supplement bucked up. You know, Woke AF is going to light your world on fire. Yeah. That's one of those supplements where you got to be like, whoa, dude, that's a 3.50 a.m. supplement. That's some Colin Sexton-level energy right there. You know. Uh, Quinn B says, you guys are, are by far my favorite people that cover the jazz. So I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate that, dude. Thank you very much. So, yeah, welcome Bucked Up to the show. Get to BuckedUp.com. Make sure you use the promo code uh, Monty to get 20% off your purchase of 25. Of, uh, no, it's just off your purchase. See? Yeah. See, it's so ingrained you, in yeah. my head. It's just off these. your purchase. BuckedUp.com, 20% off your purchase when you use the promo code Monty. Um, let's go a little uh, Let's go a little Utah football because I think this is a big story. Yeah. Yep. We'll get back to the Jazz coming up here in about 20 minutes. Is... Is Utah better with Andy Ludwig staying on as offensive coordinator? Yeah, I mean, better. I mean, who who would have been the replacement? I think that's kind of the question that everybody mm -hmm. was sort of pondering with this whole Notre Dame situation. And I think that, you know, Andy's done a, a, a what I think is a, is a pretty solid job. You know, we've talked so much about how Utah doesn't have amazing talent at quarterback or they don't have amazing talent out wide or, you know, like how they're always lacking, you know, five-star recruits at the skill positions. Like, I think Andy has done a great job with what he's had to work with. And I think they've, they've had nice showings they've done some nice things in the games of consequence um and i think that you know would they be better that's a really tough question to answer you know it's really it you know there's so many names out there that would be that would be a candidate for utah that i think it's really tough to answer that but what i can say definitively is that andy you know ludwig obviously has a big time impact on the fortunes of this program and i think that utah is a program that's looking to take this sort of next step you know and if we set all the tv deal expansion conversations aside and we just look at utah here and now this is a, a a program that needs to win more football games. Like, you've been successful. I'm not saying that they suck or they're not living up to it. <laughs> but the reality of the situation is, is the college football playoff is expanding. The college football playoff is making it so the Rose Bowl is no longer what the Rose Bowl has been the last however long. The granddaddy of them all. It's no longer that situation. So to me, I'm looking at this Utah program and I'm saying, hey, all your boys are coming back. Right? Brant's coming back. Cam Rising's coming back. Like, you've got one more run at this thing with this group of guys that is reliable and you know they have that connection. So, if I'm Andy, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe leaving isn't the best situation this sure. particular year with these guys coming back. Well, the thing that I say about this is, I don't care who the offensive coordinator is. I need Kyle Whittingham to be more aggressive offensively. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to see a more wide open offense. I think it's a huge huge win um, that you're getting so much veteran experience and skill positions back that you're getting Cam Rising back at quarterback obviously is a big deal. You know that that you are going to be able to have continuity with your offensive coordinator and your your quarterback and then you bring Brand Keithy back. Those are big wins for Utah, but those wins are lessened if you do not open up the, the offense a little bit. And I know we've talked about this with Kyle Whittingham for years. Is he a guy that wants to throw the football and win the biggest games? 
I think he's not because you don't get a tiger to go from stripes to spots. Right. He's not a guy that all of a sudden is going to throw the ball all over the yard. He is going to be a run first ball control offense guy. And it's worked. They're back to back Pac twelve champions, right? They've gone to the Rose Bowl two straight years. They have, you know, they they have had tremendous success under Kyle Winningham. But and maybe I'm just being a hater, I don't know. It just makes you wonder how much more success is there sitting on the table if you get a lot more aggressive. How much more recruiting would you be able to 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 win? How many more battles would you be able to win at the quarterback and the 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 skill positions if you were a a, a throw it around the yard offense? Because if you're a wide receiver, you're probably not going to Utah. If you're a guy who wants to be a wide receiver in the NFL, you. I might even say certainly are not going to Utah. If you're a tight end, if you're a running back, you're going to Utah. If you're a deep at all, any talent on defense, you're going to Utah. You're getting in the NFL. But man, what if you had four-star recruits across your 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 three deep on offense? And and I'm talking skill positions. Yeah. If you had four-star recruits across the board on your 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 wide receiver core, what would that mean to this team? If you had if you had the the highest possible recruit at quarterback, and not no knock on Cam Rising, he's been spectacular at times. But if you had the best quarterbacks in the state of Utah, if Jackson Dart had stayed and went to Utah, you know, I mean, if if, if Zach Wilson had gone to Utah, if all of these great quarterbacks who have come out of this state and come out of this region had stayed and played at the U, what would the impact have been? And is that Kyle Whittingham or is that Andy Ludwig? Yeah. Well, I remember when A-Rod was up on the Hill, we had this exact same conversation. So it makes me feel like this is a Kyle Whittingham philosophy. And I am never going to be the guy who's going to question Kyle Whittingham X and O's. The guy is just too good at what he does. Yeah. But boy, it would sure be fun to watch this offense be opened up. Yeah, it would. And I think I think you've, you, you you with a lot more wide open offense and better recruits, you're going to win more games. That's yes. just the reality of the situation. So they need it. And I will also say, I will also say, I think that this year has the, the potential to be really spectacular. I mean, again, just getting Cam Rising back is such an enormous victory. Mm-hmm. It is. And you hate that he's coming back, frankly. Because if he's 100% or if he's as close to 100% and he doesn't have this significant leg injury, he's probably going to the NFL draft, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's be honest. But he's coming back with Brant Keithy. Man, that's exciting. That is really exciting because he's going to be, again, another year with Andy Ludwig, another year in the system, another year of continuity. That's really exciting. And I think the Pac-10 is ripe for the taking. Now, I understand USC had a huge class and... You're absolutely right if you are projecting them to be the favorites in the conference. Why wouldn't you with Caleb Williams and, you know, with all the talent that they have there? But who's going to count out Utah versus USC? Because I'm not. I think we've seen that Utah can beat USC on any field in the biggest games. And I think a lot of that is the leadership that's on the field. We've been, we have probably been living with an embarrassment of riches as far as leadership and maturity at Utah football. After everything that this team has been through in the last couple of years, how could you not, right? Right, right. And now that you're getting Cam Rising back, I, I, there's no reason to believe any, like he has to be the second best quarterback in the league. I mean, Caleb Williams is very clearly the best quarterback in the Pac-12. Yes. I'm taking Cam Rising over Bo Nix, let's say. 
I mean, point to the other guy you want to. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think there is another guy. For, I'm yeah. taking. I'm taking Cam Rising one or two here, and I think it's got to be two because Caleb is just such a special performer. But the other part of this conversation, real quick, before we get to your comments, am I the only one that can't believe Notre Dame didn't pay that buyout? <laughs> You're Notre freaking Dame. You are the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. You would. You identified the offensive coordinator you wanted to replace Tommy Reese. And you wouldn't pay a $2.8 million buyout to get him? Like, that just, there's something that doesn't sit right like that. Well, and it makes you wonder. I mean, what was well, that? What, I mean, was it that they didn't want to pay the money? Was it that they found something or or something sort of popped up on the radar that made them hesitate? Like, it, it, it does beg the question, because it's not like it's a $10 million buyout. It's not like it's some you know, huge number, you know, by, by college football standards for, uh, uh, an offensive coordinator or coordinator level position, 2.8 million really is not that heavy of a, of a, a price to go ahead and get the guy you wanted. So that was kind of my thing. I was like, Oh, that I agree. That does seem kind of odd. And I wonder if there was something there for sure. Yeah, for certain. All right, let's get your comments in here. Kyle J. What's up, Kyle. Haven't seen you in a while. He says cheese and rice. You love taking shots at cam rising. How am I taking a shot? Yeah, how at Cam are you Rising? taking shots at Cam Rising? I think I literally just sat here and said he's the second best QB in the conference. Yeah. Like, how is that taking a shot at him? Yeah, and I would agree. I think Caleb Williams is just outright more talented. I, I, mean, I think he's, I think he's just that dude, yeah. Caleb Williams. Yeah. Cam Rising, I, I am not at all taking a shot at Cam. Guy, I literally just sat here and said it's it's an unbelievable win to get him back and to have him and Ludwig and Brant Keithy in the system for another year together. Yes. How am I taking a shot at Cam Rising? That's crazy. Uh, Dale Donut says Utah is a tight end school. Well, right now, the way football's being played, being a tight end school ain't bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And again, if Brand Keithy was healthy last year, he wouldn't be here. Yeah. But he wasn't. And I I'm thankful that we as fans get another year to watch him play. Like, I think he is a really really important figure in that offense. I mean, well, and I think, and you look at the, the mix they have now, you've got, you know, you've got Kincaid, you know, you've got, you know, obviously Keithy, and now you're adding, you know, Thomas Yasmin to the mix. Like, I think that there's a, a nice balance uh, that you can find here. And I think one of the reasons that, you know, Brant was run out there so much, obviously is because he's just so damn good at what he does. But I also think they didn't have a ton behind him. I, you know, you look at football and Utah does run a lot of two tight end sets. And I think, you know, obviously, you know, Yasmin's not going to come in here and, and, and be what Brant Keithy is, but I think that he can be a guy that fills in really reliably now. So if you, if you're up 25 and you want to give Brant a breather, you can plug this guy in and you know, your production's probably not going to fall off too drastically. I mean, for me, my biggest thing with Yasmin was his hands. He dropped a lot of balls that he shouldn't have dropped specifically against UCLA. So to me, I just felt like, Hey, if this guy it's another year of the jugs machine under his belt. He's going to be a better tight end. So that's why I say Utah's in a fine position outside of the, you know, the bigger picture conference conversation, the TV stuff, just for their program. I think they're in a fine position right now. Like, I'm trying to think who would even be the quarterbacks ahead. I mean, obviously the guy that comes to mind is Caleb Williams. I mean, Michael Penix Jr. or Cam Rising. Man, I think that's close. I'm not a big left-handed quarterback guy. Well, he did throw for 4,600 yards. I know. The guy's at 31 touchdowns, 8 yeah, INTs. Yeah, he's got numbers. The guy's a stud. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. I, I think I would probably edge toward 
Cam Rising. I think that's really close. I mean, after that, I mean, Penix or Bo Nix. I'm taking Penix over Bo Nix um, with all due lack of respect for Bo Nix. Right. Um, I look at I look at other guys like DJ Uyunglele. With all due respect at Oregon State, has DJ ever proven to be a big-time college quarterback? No. No, I don't believe he has. Well, and Cam's played in big game after big game. Well, and I think there's no doubt that Cam... I mean, you're looking... I'm just looking at the rest of the league. Cam is head and shoulders. I think he's the number two quarterback in the league. It's Caleb and Cam opinion. and everybody else. And I, and I know all the Oregon fans are going to be like, well, what about Bo Nix? Well, and, so the Washington and, fans are who should be pissed at that because I think Penix Jr. is a, is a really... Re, I'm surprised he came back to Washington. Yeah. I am really surprised. But, dude... I think Cam Rising has shown that he has the big game guts. Yeah. And I, I think, sure. Could we go back and look at, pick a game last year, Florida, the throw at Florida. Okay, great, cool. If Cam Rising has the football on the move to win the game, I'm feeling pretty good if I'm a Utah fan. Facts. Right? And I'm not, I don't want to talk about Cam Ward or, you know, like Shadur Sanders is a guy that a lot of people are are trying Please. to push show, right now. Show you can play in a, in a big program first. Right. I'm not putting him top five even in the Pac-12 right yeah. now. Is Shador Sanders at Colorado a hell of a quarterback? He is. But he also has never played at this level. We've never seen Shador Sanders perform at this level. So you don't put him in the conversation. You don't put Jaden Delora at Arizona in the conversation. Yeah. So if we're sitting here ripping, oh, you guys are taking shots. And if calling Cam Rising the number two quarterback in the Pac-12 taking a shot, I, I think you're probably a little too sensitive. A little too sensitive. Yeah. Come on. Like, w what are we even talking about? Okay. All right. Okay. I feel better now. Okay. Now we can talk about darkness. Okay. <laughs> we can talk about darkness retreats and oddities. Oh my God. Uh, let's see. Tanner Plummer says Penix over Bo Nix, but Mont, Bo Nix is God's gift to football. Duck season even said so. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Tanner T says losing two Rose Bowl games in a row really, really hurts. It does. It's a kick in the back. <laughs> yep. There, there, there's no way to spin that. And now but you're not going to get another shot either. Well, I think the only, I'm trying to be kind and I just probably shouldn't be, but the only acceptable outcome is a college football playoff berth here. Yeah. That that's what that's the next progression. You've you've dominated the Pac twelve. Utah and, and this is the Amazon conversation. Nobody understands how good Utah football is. Utah football has dominated the Pac twelve and nobody knows it. Year after year. Nobody knows it. How do you fix that? Go compete for a national championship. Yep. And is that going to happen this year? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, it, it, it hurts, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Greg Hawkins, the resident Ute expert on the show. We are so lucky to have um, destination-level coaches at Utah, considering we aren't really a destination-level school for athletics. Well, see, and I just disagree, bro. Like, that's, that's precisely – and, Greg, I'm not saying that you're wrong in that opinion, but I just disagree with it. Like – that's, to me, the problem with Utah. We're not a destination school. Yeah, you are. What what happened to, hey, all our research money? What happened to, hey, winning Rose Bowls or at least making appearances, winning the Pac-12 the last two years? Like, you're, like, the... the what happened is it, the tree fell in the forest and nobody was there to see it. I guess. That's what that's what happened. I guess. Because you're, you're playing in, on the Pac-12 networks that are irrelevant. They're irrelevant. How many, you know, how many people really saw how on earth was, was USC ranked ahead of Utah? 
at the end of the year. That's a slap in the face. Yeah. There's no way that can happen. Well, why did it happen? Because the AP writer in Minnesota quite literally is an MLS writer. He covers soccer and he happens to have an AP football vote. Do you think he saw Utah or USC? He saw USC. And that reputationally, that's what's killing Utah football. That right there, that conversation is what hurts Utah so much. Like I don't go back to, I don't, this whole thing about research money, you guys, while it's not irrelevant, it's not a huge factor in leaving the conference because you're not going to lose your research money if you are not in the Pac-12. You're not. There is a very, and I think most people would use like AAU money or whatever you want to point to. There is a very succinct and specific set of criteria that you have to meet to earn that money. And Utah meets it. Yeah, It has nothing, the two, frankly, the two are so separate. Academia and, and athletics are just two totally different factors. And athletics has nothing to do with that research money. Yeah, Nothing, completely separate. I, we just look for so many reasons to be negative. What is there to feel bad about with Utah football other than the fact that the conference is crumbling around them? There's not a whole lot to look, look to feel bad about. Basketball, football, baseball, like there's not a whole lot to feel bad about at Utah. Yeah. It's a great time to be a Utah fan, but yet we're all focused on research money and in, in this this freaking conference that you need to get out of. And I I'm I guess I'm venting. Like I just I'm not I'm not here for it on football at fifty. Yeah. Ten to the hour every hour when we bring you the biggest stories in football. But man, I, I the thing that bothers me is I'm a passionate Pac twelve fan. And it's really hard to be a fan of this dreadful conference right now. It is almost impossible to support these guys. I, I find myself every day trying to find a positive spin or a positive light on anything that I hear about the Pac-12. And it's almost impossible. Yeah. It's almost impossible that this conference is so poorly run, man. How is, how is it that George Klyovkov is getting this wrong to the point where Larry Scott probably would have made a better decision already? That's unbelievable, but it's probably true. You're Somebody not wrong. said that to me the other day. Larry Scott probably would have had this TV deal done. Now, it would have been for less than the Big 12, but you'd have had the TV deal done, or he would have had somebody expanding already. But what has Klyavkov done? I'm, and I'm being totally serious. What is it that George Klyavkov has done since he got here that's groundbreaking, that is difference-making, that has pushed the conference and the membership forward? Yeah, I don't know either. I can't think of anything this this cat has done, and I'm sure it's there. I'm sure that he signed some new. No, I'm not doing it. Anyway, my point is. Yeah. My point is, it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating to me that this conference can't get out of its own way. Hundred percent. It is. Uh, Mark Hales, what's up, Mark? Good to see you, man. You guys do seem so much more lively and happier in the afternoons, dude. Um, I. It's will, a huge difference, bro. Uh, I, am, I mean, I am more awake. I will say that as it continues to be a blizzard and it's funny, Lake Tahoe, it's funny but. what a bunch of bucked up and 2,500 calories in your system will do for your energy levels. Dude, I had the best lunch about an hour before the show. Mrs. Mati made us this wonderful little salad. We had like a half a, tur we split a turkey burger. A little mashed potato. Yeah, a little mashed potato. 
She even had like hard boiled eggs on the yeah. set. It was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. I appreciate you saying so. Kyle J back in and says, Monty, your whole segment about Utah was negative yesterday. You came up with plenty of them. How was it negative? I said they need to leave the conference. Yeah. You've got to leave the conference. Yeah, don't you try to spin. So here's what you're doing. You're, you're trying to spin your, your, your opinion on what we're talking about into a negative opinion. And our opinion isn't negative. Our opinion has always been that Utah needs to leave the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 is not in a strong position. And that's not because we're saying the Pac-12 sucks. That's because there's no TV deal. There's no expansion. There's no way to safety. There's no life raft coming. There's no. just not. And that's not just us saying that now. You notice that, right? I think, I think it's hilarious. We've been having this conversation for six months about the TV deal and everything. And now everyone's starting to understand, oh, yeah, maybe there is no donut that's going to get thrown overboard to save Buddy who fell off the ship. And that would be the Pac-12. Like, that's that's not us being negative. That's the reality of the situation. And, and Kyle, listen, man, I think you can say a lot of things about this show. You're always going to get my unvarnished opinion. I'm not somebody that is a people pleaser. For better or for worse, because I certainly am known as somebody who is not a people pleaser for the worst, trust me. But I just think this program deserves better. And I think what I said yesterday was, I feel like Kyle Whittingham is one of the most undervalued coaches in the country. I feel like Brant Keithy is one of the most undervalued talents in the country. I feel like the fact that people will argue that Bo Nix is a better, more capable quarterback then, then Cam Rising tells you the level of disrespect for Utah football. Because if you're taking Bo Nix over Cam Rising, you just simply have not seen Bo Nix. You haven't seen it. That's that's all I can say. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's. It is Valentine's Day. Make sure you get the Heart Baker pizza. This Valentine's Day, get a Heart Baker pizza from Papa Murphy's. You complete us. And we mean that literally. With Take and Bake, we prepare it, you make it yours. So make us yours today. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. There you go, Papa Murphy's Pizza brings you football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. And listen, I don't get fired up about many things, I truly yeah, don't. Yeah, will you relax, please? Yeah, Jeez. take it easy. Jeez. But this thing with the Pac-12 and Utah football... It is, this is like a bad divorce, dude. Well, if you're not passionate is, about it, I don't know that you're a football fan. I mean, it's dude, a big deal. Dude, I'm telling you that this program is undervalued nationally because of the lack of carriage and the lack of respect for the Pac-12. Kyle Whittingham, Cam Rising, you, I mean, you pick the guy, Clark Phillips being so rated so low. Don't even get me started, man. Yeah. Don't even get me started. Uh, all right. This program, as always, every day, we tell you, brought to you by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. You can chat with an attorney live online 24-7. And I, I say it every day. Hey, man, if you're thinking in your head, you know, this guy just hit me. He was on his phone, distracted driver. If you're asking yourself, you know, my car's totaled. Heavens to Betsy, you have an injury. Do I need a lawyer? Nah, I'm going to rely on my insurance company. I tell you every day not to do that, and don't take my word for it. Let's get Chris from the Advocates on the on the program. Chris, why shouldn't you rely on your insurance company to protect you? <laughs> that's a good that's a good question. I mean, if if we were to rely on our insurance companies to take care of us, we wouldn't have a job, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, it's um, you know, it's 
you know, when people are injured in accidents and it's not their fault, I mean, it just kind of sends their life into turmoil, you know, I mean, it's, and I see it all the time, you know, and unfortunately yeah. when, when insurance companies know that you're not represented by an attorney, they, they know that you have no leverage to negotiate with them. And you, you likely also don't know what your value of the case is worth. And so unfortunately they take advantage of that. And that's where we come in, you know, is to make sure that people are, fully compensated for what they go through when they're injured in an accident. And I think a lot of people, Chris, feel like, um, you know, some people get embarrassed. They don't want to be that guy who goes after, hey, I don't want to sue this guy. Or, But it's, a lot, it's about a lot more than suing somebody or being that guy. Like, you're talking about people who sometimes can't work because of an accident. There's a guy on a phone and he knocks a guy off a motorcycle. Like that's, you didn't deserve to get in that accident, but you need somebody who can think clearly and you guys just have so much more experience than anybody else when it comes to protecting the rights of your clients in an accident. Yeah, you know, people are entitled to be made whole again when they're injured in an accident and it's not their fault. And that's what we want to try to accomplish. Um, you know, like I'm a big avid cycler, you know, I do a lot of biking and running and, and, you know, I, you know, I love sports. Chris, don't and undersell it. Don't undersell yeah. it. I read your bio, Christopher. <laughs> I know that you guys do like your whole family is like, do, do your, do your kids have six packs? Uh, <laughs> not, well, they're still young, you know, but, but. <laughs> But we're working on it. We're working on it. You guys are really active, but being in the cycling community, I can tell you, my wife has actually had a cycling accident. Like, it's a big deal when you're out there trying to enjoy the outdoors in Utah. Man, you got to worry about the cars around you because it's easy to get hit on your bike. Oh, dude. I mean, for sure. You know, I mean, people don't, people don't see that. I mean, it's like we're so conditioned to like, you know, we're on the roadway. We're, we're watching out for other vehicles that are out there and, you know, a lot of times cars and people, they just don't, they don't see cyclists because they don't mm -hmm. expect them. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it, even as common as cycling is, it's still relatively uncommon to see cyclists on the roadway and, you know, people get hurt, you know, and, and that's what we, you know, we just want to make sure that they're taken care of, you know, and that the insurance company is treating them fairly. And if they're not, you know, and then we hold the insurance company accountable, you know, to make sure that, yeah. that people get fully compensated. So, by the way, you also, uh, I also saw in your bio, I don't want to undersell this man's athletic ability. Yes. Um, you compete in mountain bike races and running races. You're doing the Wasatch 100 this year. Have, yeah. have you, I worry about the, what, first of all, tell people what the Wasatch 100 is. Yeah. So the Wasatch 100, it's a, um, it's a hundred mile running race. It starts up in Fruit Heights, you know, up in Davis County. And it ends in Midway at Soldier Hollow. And it goes up the mountain. You kind of follow the mountains over, you know, it drops down into Lamb Canyon. And, and Right, that they take you in a van, right? I mean, you only run like 10 miles at a time, and then they like no. take you in a van to the finish line, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, you run the whole time. Oh you run God. the whole time. Dude, like that's great. Like how, like how, come on, that, there's pain in that. How much does that race hurt? You know, it, it's a, it's a mental battle, you know, to, to get through something like that. And, you know, I've done a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, in these endurance cycling and running events and this is one I've never done, you know? And so, you know, it's, it's one of those on the list that I got to check off here. Well, Hey, by the way, in all seriousness, you're a stud. Congratulations. I mean, running a hundred miles, 
That's cr- I'm a David Goggins fan, and that dude runs ultra marathons and just keeps <laughs> on running. Like I've heard the stories about what that does to your feet, but good for you. I, you know, it's funny. We're in Lake Tahoe right now. Usually we're in Salt Lake City, but we're in Lake Tahoe. Dude, I had the nastiest crash I think I've ever had as a snowboarder the other day. So, like, I'm all about that outdoor thing, dude. I, I, when you're willing to put your mind at that kind of test, this is a totally rando question. We do a lot of cold plunging on the show. Are you a cold plunge guy? Um, you know, so I don't have, like, those cold plunge barrels, but I do try to get in the shower like cold to like wake myself up because a lot of like you know a lot of the training that i do like running and biking i mean it's early in the morning and i have the hardest time getting up in the morning you know i mean it's not it's never been easy for me you know but it's it's a struggle but that's that's kind of a way to get get my blood flowing that's unbelievable chris with the advocates is our guest Yeah, we do. What are you up to? Are you up to five minutes yet? Uh, four minutes. So he's up to four. I'm, I've done five minutes in the cold shower, man. That is the mind, but the, the mind game it plays with you is amazing. Speaking of mind games, you're a jazz season ticket holder. And, and, yeah. and you're also a, a Utah Ute alum as well, right? I am. Yeah, I went, to, I went to the University of Utah. I graduated a number of years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have season tickets to the jazz and it's, you know, I'll say this, you know, it's been the first couple of games of the season where they were just kind of like, I mean, they were on that roll starting out the season. I mean, it was really fun. I mean, you know, our expectations were kind of low and they were like winning all these games. I mean, it's been, I, you know, I go because it's fun to take my kids and, you know, have that moment with them. And, but it's been a fun season. I, I will say this. I mean, Oh, oh no! No, right in the middle of the jazz take, dude. We he lost was right him? in the middle of a hot jazz take. Oh, yeah, that's all right. We'll it's see if he pops. Good. Oh, he's back. He's, he's back. back. He's oh. back. Hey, there he is. You were right in the middle of a smoking jazz take, man. Finish dude, it. There was, you know, the, the job never stops. That was the office calling. <laughs> but, dude, the thing about Conley here is, you know, Conley provided that ability for the team i mean he was kind of mm-hmm. like the elder statesman and like i get why they traded him but that that's a hard one because you know i mean he kind of provided some stability for this young team to kind of like focus and you know I, I felt like he was a good leader i don't know it's it, it hard to see him leave you know and obviously someone's gonna step up and kind of fill that role but it's um yeah it was sad it was sad to see him get traded but are you a tank fan? Do you want them to win games? Like, are you a miss the playoff guy? Like, where are you at on the whole rebuild? No, oh, dude, you 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 want them. Here's the problem. I mean, like, no fan wants to see their team tank. I mean, that's like, it's not fun. You don't want to watch your team lose, you know? And so, yes. but then you also, like, realize that there's there's kind of a strategy here. You know, we have to... We have to do certain things now that hopefully we can set ourselves up in the future to really kind of, you know, ring the bell here. And so, you know, you get that, but it's still hard in the moment. It's like, oh, gosh. But nevertheless, I mean, this season's been fun because they've actually done, they've exceeded expectations. They've done really good. The games have been fun. I mean, some of these games have had a playoff atmosphere to them, you know, and, and that's been, it's been fun to enjoy. And, and, uh, but, you know, when we got 15 first round draft picks up until I think it's like 2029, I think that's it. I, I read some article about 
I mean, that's, that's legit. I mean, that's going to really, I think, help us in the future. So, you know, we'll win a championship, man. You win a See, championship in the next three to five years, and I think you will. Well, I think that, nobody's going to care about having traded Mike or the tank season or whatever this season's going to be remembered as. I think if you win a championship, I don't mean to talk your ear off. Before I get you out of here, let's talk about no consultation fees, no retainers. Like, why do you guys set your business model up like that? Why is it important to make sure that your clients don't pay the advocates until you guys win their case? Well, I mean, the number one thing that we hear a lot from people is like, well, how can, how can I trust an attorney? Like, I mean, trust is a big issue when it comes to clients and trying to choose an attorney. And so we don't want any barriers, you know, or feel, people to feel any pressure on contacting an attorney to know if they can trust them or not. And so that's why, like, no consultation fees. I mean, like, we'll talk to you. We'll give you advice, direction about your case. And if we can take it, great, you know. But if nothing else, we can kind of lead you in the right direction here to make, hopefully make some good decisions for yourself and your accident, your injuries. You know, that's what we're all about. You know, as we just want to see people we love Utah. You know, we love people here and we just want to see them taken care of. Absolutely. Well, Chris, good luck in the, in the 100 miler, dude. I am really happy for you. I'm sure that's a heck of an accomplishment. Um, cause I know you're going to crush it. I know you're going to knock it out of the park on that. Love every minute of that. Let's do this again, man. Good to see you. Dude, we'll talk. We'll talk later this year. I'll let you know how the, the 100 miler goes. You have to. I, <laughs> Let's go. I'm actually going to hold you to that because I'm really looking forward to it. I oh, want dude. pictures when that 100 miles is over. I want pictures of the bottom of your feet. I don't care what it looks like. I want to see the treachery of the bottom <laughs> of your feet, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, bro. He's like, I'm, he's out. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. out. I'm out. Oh my god, that was amazing. Um, I can you imagine running a hundred nah. miles straight, mm, dude? And dude, my, I, Mrs. I, listen, Mrs. Monty does many many sprint triathlons. She hasn't done one for a while. She's getting back into it. Like she's got this broken arm. She's getting over and Darkwing Duck. Yeah. So we're like doing all of this training stuff and talking through it and. Mini sprint triathlons are an ass kicker. I, running a hundred miles, yes, up and down a mountain, nah, bro. No, nah, I'm good. Hey, I'm not trying to run up no. Parlay's Canyon, okay? Now listen, I want to know how it went, and I want to see pictures of the damage. Yeah, can can we see how those hokas <laughs> held up in that race, man? Can we see like hey, what? Don't you know. knock the hoka though. Yeah, I know you're a big fan. The hoka, Mrs. Monty bought me a pair of hokas, dude. I swear by them. They are so good. Just even just walking around, your feet feel better wearing a hoka. But here and there, holy cow. Way to, way to kick off hour number two of the Monty Show presented by The Advocates. Find them online at theadvocates.com. Um, where are you guys at on this? On this, Do you guys, let's see. Holabilly says, I love to banter with Monty and everyone else in the chat. It's all love. Never take anything too seriously. We all have opinions. Exactly right. Yeah. He yep. said, this show, listen, the one thing that you're going to know if you are new to the show, and I see a lot of new listeners, and I'm telling you now, it doesn't matter. It's never personal. We value everybody who watches this show. Your opinion is important. Um, that's why, you, you know, we're really the only show that does listener interaction the way we do it. Because we care about what you guys think. We wouldn't be here without you. 100%. So us, we care about your opinion, whether it's, you know, whether it's Kyle you know, getting on me about, you know, about the, the Utes or whatever. I, it, it's all good. Holabilly also says, sup guys, go Utes, baby. Yep. Exactly right. Uh, Brandon Butler says, the reason we come to uh, the show is because they do not pander. And they allow us to say what we feel without judgment or trying to protect a brand like someone's, some stations. And listen, on this Utah thing, I, I'll be totally straight with you. 
it is really frustrating to me that Mark Harlan, the athletic director at Utah, keeps talking about not wanting to leave the Pac-12. As a Pac-12 fan, that it's over. Yeah, it's over. Well, and I think the struggle is is what's the what is the reason to stay? That's the struggle. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it. I don't know what is the allure now of the Pac-12. As a Utah fan, you should want out of the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Frankly, even if we're just talking about Olympic sports, you should want out of the Pac-12. Right. And everybody talks about this conference of champions. Since when? Since when? Like, and I understand that the chess club is is legitimate and it has value. That doesn't count, right? Like, in all seriousness, you're not the conference of champions anymore. Yeah. That's all That's all over with. You, The Pac-12, when is the last time the Pac-12 was relevant from an actual basketball or football championship perspective? It's been too long. Yeah, I mean, I think Oregon's been close a few years. Utah's obviously, you know, pushed for, you know, that college football playoff berth when it was only four teams. Like, there's been here and there, but you've never really been what, you know, the Big Ten is certainly here. But the Big Ten's auto-bitted in. Yeah. The SEC is auto-bitted in. Hell, already crowned Clemson's auto-bitted in. Right? you're, You're not, you haven't had a seat at the championship table. And that's the painful part. Tell me again. The question I asked yesterday, if you put Utah football into the Big 12 today right now, who's better than Utah football in the Big 12? They're better than Texas. They're better than Oklahoma, certainly. They're better than TCU, in my opinion. Better than Baylor. Even though I think what Sonny Dykes has done at TCU is nothing short of spectacular. They're better than TCU. They're better than Baylor. Yeah. Dude, like, they would arguably be the best team in the Big 12 in football. I understand that, hey, listen, the great mullet down in Stillwater, Oklahoma State's not going to be down long. They have too much money and too much allure. They're not going to be down long. And now that you have Oklahoma and Texas leaving a a, a year early, hey, let's go. Get in the conference. Win a conference championship. Get yourself an auto bid into the the college football playoff because you deserve that. TCU shouldn't be getting more respect than Utah, yet they are. And it's just, it's not, it's not right. Yeah, it's not just. I, and, and I think it's, you know, Utah itself plays into that. I think obviously the pack with this whole TV situation plays into that. And, and I think the frustrating part is, is geographics also play into that. I think because you're on the West Coast, you you face an inherent hurdle. And I think that Utah hasn't been real great about, you know, being almost boisterous, almost, you know, juggernautish about getting their name out there on the East Coast. You got to do that if you want to be seen. Austin Napierski makes a really good point. He says, Monty, you just asked for feet pick live on air. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, you did. Listen, bro, if you're going to run a 100-mile race up and down mountains, I need to see what the bottom of your feet look like. Yeah. I'm a David Goggins fan. I'm a convert. Have you ever seen that guy's feet when they're messed up? Jake's feet are always messed up. They're disgusting. Mm -hmm. David Goggins' feet are worse than Jake's feet. Mm -hmm. And I want to see what Chris from the Advocates, what what are his feet going to look like after he runs 100 miles? Mrs. Monty send you feet pics too? Nope. She hates feet. She won't touch my feet. She won't talk about my feet. She says that I have claws instead of toes. Like talons. She doesn't, she does not like all the moles and warts on my toes. Like, hey, Hey. look, it happens, man. Yeah. I don't have warts or. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, I'm going to be cold plunging in the snow today. I'm not, however, going to run 100 miles. Thank you, Teddy. Thank you for keeping it real. I'm Teddy, where, where are you at on afternoons, buddy? You know, we're, we're piloting afternoons. Where are we at? 
Yeah. Uh, Kyle J says the pack is holding Utah back now. Utah needs viewership, and the pack can't provide that. I totally agree. Facts. Facts. And again, and I want to get back to the Jazz here in two minutes. I promise. But again, ask yourself this question: If you go all in with streaming as your tier one, mm-hmm. which I think they should do in the in the Pac-12, if you go all in with streaming. How much damage does that do to you the first three years? Not more damage than not having a conference. And not more damage than you're already having done by by the Pac-12 networks. Yeah. I think it is level with the Pac-12 network if you go in all today. I think in five years from now, you could have the largest viewership platform in the world. I think you could be college football on Amazon Prime Video. Could be world soccer. It could be cricket. It and I know you guys are going to laugh when I say cricket. Cricket has a huge viewership uh-huh. across the globe. That's what I think could happen. Will it? Maybe not. Could it? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a big, we've talked about this a ton on the show. What if? What if you go to Amazon and it's amazing and it's a home run? What if you go to Amazon and in your four seasons from right now, you have the largest TV viewership in the country for college football. What if? What if you go to Amazon Prime for your tier one games, your best games in the conference, and all of a sudden, Jenny and Steve are sitting on the couch looking for, you know, like, you know, some great series on Amazon, and they happen to see that Utah and Oregon are playing in a college football game on a Saturday night. They happen to flip that on, and all of a sudden, you have a convert. Yeah, And now they know that Pac-12 football is on Amazon Prime Video. Yep, now they're looking for it. Because I think that's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is going to happen. And I just think that whether it's mayor of Kingstown, which, by the way, everybody give Jake an applause. He grew some hair on his chest today. He finished season one of mayor of Kingstown. It's pretty good. Congratulations. Thank you. My point is, whether you're there for mayor of Kingstown, whether you are there for... You know, whatever Thursday night football that takes you to college football that takes you back to whatever show you're there for, Amazon is absolutely a platform you want a piece of. Yeah. I don't, and I understand it's painful if you're a Pac 12 fan. Hey, your viewership's going to be down. You're still going to play in big games of consequence. And I'm telling you, mark my words on February 14, 2023. On February 14, 2028. I believe college football and Amazon Prime Video will be one of the biggest viewerships in the world for sports. In the entire world. If they do it. If they do it. Yeah. Oh, I think there's no doubt somebody's doing it. Yeah. Somebody's doing it. It's necessary. Amazon isn't the company that's like, yeah, maybe we'll just dip our toe in the water. Uh Uh-huh. They're in. And they spend big bucks to make it work and make it happen. And I'm telling you, they're in. I I just don't see how... Yeah, I don't know. All right. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, but I would listen. Uh, I would listen to your show. They ain't as real as you guys. I don't. Okay, okay what, what do we miss here? What do we miss here? Uh, the afternoon is cool. The only problem for me is I listen to live fantasy sports talk for my for my lineups from 3 to 5.30 every day. Oh, I see how it's going to be now. Okay, Teddy. Okay. Okay. That's you know. how it's going to be. Okay. You know. I see what's not. I see how it is. Uh, let's see. No consultation fees, no retainer fees, just feet picks at the advocates. That's right. That's what I'm right. Saying. You know, there's a there's a certain subset that you know need that. Um, you know, what did D Rock say? D Rock is here. Hey, hey, look at D Rock. What's up? 
Uh, D-Rock Irish says, one or two, the story on Ludwig's case is an embarrassment and disturbing for Notre Dame. First, Notre Dame reviewed the old buyout clause from Ludwig at 480K, didn't see the updated buyout, and the present buyout was 2.8 million. Yes, it is. How crazy is that? And I don't want to get into this Notre Dame. Like, I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. I think most people on this show know that. Yeah. Born and raised in Chicago, huge Notre Dame fan. You want to talk about athletic department dysfunction? That's Notre Dame. And it's little stuff like this. There's a couple of wild, wild stories out there about this. Yes. D-Rock also says, ND officials called Utah to lower the buyout clause. Utah refused, rightly so. Uh, Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director at Notre Dame, decided Ludwig is not the man, disregarded the head coach's choice. Irish fans are now are hot right now, as we should be. Yeah, 100%. You, you're losing Tommy Reese, who... Man. In my mind, I don't think Tommy Reese is a huge loss. It's Notre Dame. You should be able to replace that at the highest level. Only you won't pay the $2.8 million to do it. And I, I just, you're Notre Dame. Yes. You're Notre Dame. You're the fighting Irish. You're, why is $2.8 million? You, guy, you band-aid your feet with $2.8 million every season. And you're, see. Agree. Like yeah, feet picks. Yeah, running a hundred miles, bandage your feet. You we know, get it. yeah. You do. You clean surfaces of your skin with two point eight million dollars. Right. Right. That, that's walking around money at Notre Dame. Are we really not going to pay a buyout to get one of the best available offensive coordinators? Yeah. Come apparently. On. Apparently. Be better than that, and it, it's just so. It's so frustrating to me. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe, what's up, Gabe? Prime is an afterthought on my Prime membership. Uh, to be honest, Prime Video is. Yeah, and a lot of people say that. A lot of people say that. 513 Bearcat says Utah AD values the ap academic relationship with the Pac-10 more than football. Okay. So this is a perception versus reality thing. Yes. So, so academics just fall off the cliff when you leave the Pac-12, right? I mean, those hillbillies in Stillwater. Stillwater's I more mean, worried about cow poop than education. You know, the problem is their cornerback failed moonshine making 101. Yeah. So he was ineligible for the bowl game. What are we talking about? Are, are you really telling me that Oklahoma State and TC... Damn Christians down there in Texas. Texas They don't Christians. educate people on anything but Ephesians 916. God bless. Are, bless up. Yeah. Is that really what we're talking about? academia doesn't just fall off a cliff and again i'm not going to sit here and debate whether utah's a good school or not utah's a phenomenal school if you have a degree from utah like chris at the advocates for instance that's going to take you places dude you're going to be able to write your own ticket if you're educated at byu or utah you're you're going to do anything you want to do yeah do you really think silicon slopes is is I mean, it's there for a reason. Do you think Domo's a pipeline for BYU because they make stupid students? Like, what are we even talking about? Anyway, not really to rail on you, 513 Bearcat. I'm just saying, like, in general. Yeah, yeah. It drives me crazy. Like, it, I, mm -hmm. Brandon Butler, my thought is Utah is the fifth team waiting to get invited. The Big 12 is waiting for an Oregon-Washington to either go to the Big 10. Utah's the bridesmaid, not the bride. Agreed. Agreed. I think everybody wants Uncle Phil's money. No doubt about it. You want Nike money. No doubt. I think Washington, post-Chris Peterson, is overvalued. I don't think Washington Husky Athletics is some must-have in your con conference. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think it's... 
are you really that much better off if you have Washington Husky football over Utah Ute football? No, probably not. Not post Chris Peterson. My problem not. though is I think Washington makes more money than Utah does. That's I my don't problem, with dude. That. So when we really get down to it, if we're going to talk about money, Utah doesn't make nearly as much money as SC or Oregon or Washington. Right, but I don't know that you need Utah to be some huge ATM machine, right? If you add them to the Big 12, they bring you a lot of, they bring you geography. Mm -hmm. They bring you travel partnerships. I think they bring you incredibly big football games. I would love for Utah men's basketball to be better. They're not. Um. They bring you incredibly important football games. They bring you really powerful recruiting. They bring you respect. You don't ever have to worry about them with some huge scandal. Scandal. They bring you a lot more than an ATM machine. And I understand the cash influx is important. It really is. Utah football wins games. The bigger question is going to be, well, hey, we're up here at the um, illustrious Pac-10. How much money are you going to pay us to come on down to the Big 12? It's ridiculous. That attitude is what I worry about. Yeah. Teddy Wayman gives us a $5 tip and says, what I meant was I would give the fantasy show up to watch your show oh. if that's what you guys want to do. Got to do what's best for yourselves. Well, you know. Okay. I mean, if that's the case, we're good. We're good. We're fine. But, okay. you know, I like that. I like that a lot. Greg Hawkins says, D-Rock Irish, Notre Dame should be on a level of Georgia and Ohio State at least. It's a damn shame you aren't there now. But this is... This goes back to hiring Freeman as the head coach. Yeah. I was really happy that Brian Kelly left. I wasn't thinking we were going to go coordinator to, to replace him. Mm-hmm. Right. I would have even been happy with everybody's favorite, you know, Pervin Meyer. Like that would have been better. <laughs> you, wait, 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 wait. you would have hired Pervin Meyer for the Notre Dame job. Yeah, He fits right in with us Catholics. Yeah. He's a real godly man, isn't he? I'm sure when he's walking to the, you know, the chapel, he's got the best Going of intentions to the chapel. And we're feeling up the blonde in the bar. Anyway, I'll stop. Anyway, my point is I would have liked to have done better than, than coach Freeman. I'm a frustrated first Pervin I'm, Meyer. I'm a recovering Catholic as a former. Yes, yeah, so boy. is Pervin. And I am a devastated Notre Dame fan. Like yeah. I just, we never win anything. We never anyway. Uh, Cincinnati apologizes for five one three Bearcat T Lawrence Craxton says. Thank you. Uh, by the way, who's got the Sparty in his uh, emojicon thing icon thing? Uh, yeah, seriously. Best wishes to everybody in East Lansing. That was a tough tough situation yes. last night um so mm, keep them in your minds tanner t says uh playoff expansion playoffs college football playoffs are money pac-12 winner has a guaranteed birth to expanded playoff they do <laughs> right now but who's right to now, say who's to say i mean are, are we really sitting here saying there's still a power five conference compared to these other two like come on i i, I just don't see that the pac-12 is not going to survive I don't see how they survive. Somebody would have to majorly blink. Yep. Amazon would have to be like, F it. We're going to give them $50 million. Like Jeff Bezos would have to sell one of his penis rocket ships. Yes. And then give that money to the Pac-12. Like, yep. That's the only thing that I can think of. And he's trying to buy the Washington Commanders. Mm -hmm. So my guess is he's not selling penises. That came out wrong. Rocket ships. What about feet picks? You know, I mean, foot picks could do yeah, it. Yeah, you know. Um, two, you know, my point is, 
I don't think Amazon's showing up with some huge over the top overpayment. Yeah. Amazon Amazon isn't Amazon because they Nobody overpay. Nobody wants things. to overpay for a product that that should cost a dollar, dude. Like no. nobody's doing that. I agree with that. Um, by the way, all of our football talk on this show is presented by our good friends at barbecuepitstopbbqpitstop.com. No matter where you get the show, make sure you uh, hit them up online, bbqpitstop.com. Uh, in Utah, you can go to any of their five uh, locations from Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. George, and the GZ. The GZ. Uh, and, of course, our good friends on State Street and Murray at Barbecue Pit Stop. You hear Barbecue Pit Stop, you think best barbecue equipment in the business, from Traeger to Yoder, Big Green Egg. How about Yoder recently named the most popular uh, barbecue uh, pellet smoker by People Magazine. Boom. Um, they've got the full line of Yoder smokers at Barbecue Pit Stop. Make sure you ask them about the Flavor Knuckles Asado seasoning. Got to. Make sure you tell them you heard it on the Monty Show. Barbecue Pit Stop. And, and again, I know we've been saying this all day. We do business with really good people. Those are all entrepreneurs. Those are franchisees at all of those Barbecue Pit Stop stores. Um, and they're just really good dudes to be in business with. And they're experts at smoking. Hey, you know what, man? It's Valentine's Day. I want to make a heart-shaped brisket. How long do I need to let that sit wrapped in a towel in my cooler? They'll tell you. Just chat with them online, bbqpitstop.com. Okay, a couple more because then we get re I really want to get back to the NBA and the jazz And here. we got to talk about darkness retreats. Exactly right. Greg Hawkins says, uh, at least you can fill your basketball stadium XD. Yeah, how about these black curtains? Don't even get me started on that. Please, please. Uh, Daryl Owens says, Sexton most definitely is a gem. He is still young fast, athletic, and tough on defense. With more experience, he can be something he needs to train with Chris Paul to get that court vision. I don't view him as a as a, a guy that will ever be known as one of the top three, top five point guards in the NBA. Uh -huh. Like, I view, who's a younger point guard? LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball is a guy that could absolutely be the best point guard in the NBA at any point in his career. Yeah. No doubt about that, right? You, that's the kind of guy I look at. I look at Colin Sexton more as a replacement for Jordan Clarkson as your sixth man. That's where I view Colin's highest best use. I don't know that I can sit here and make an argument that Colin Sexton is the reason the Utah Jazz win a championship. Yeah, can I mean, I think that? that's I think that's tough. I mean, I think that he can definitely be on the team that does win a championship. I also kind of feel like a lot of me agrees with your take about him being a six man, but a lot of me also feels like, man, like, doesn't he need to be a starter? Doesn't it, doesn't this guy like he's in your core. He's somebody that, that you chose to keep after the trade deadline pass. Like obviously you traded for him, you know, like this is somebody that you value at a really high level. So to me, the idea that he pans out potentially as a six man or a Jordan Clarkson ask replacement uh, like i i hope he's more than that with all due respect to jordan clarkson like i want colin sexton to turn into a a one or two that can really lead your team that can really bring the ball up play tenacious defense get you into your offense make the three when he needs to that type of guy but you know i i also think let's not get away from who we know this guy to be this is somebody who's very aggressive offensively he loves to drive to the basket we've talked all about late game situations where colin gets to the basket gets fouled is real productive in that situation so like clearly he's got the athleticism and the skill set it's just a matter of how they're going to fine-tune that and hone his craft and i think that to me is really the question instead of what will he be what do we need him to be what does he need to turn into well 
one of the other questions I think you have to ask is what should we expect the rest of the season? Because Colin Sexton is a really interesting figure in that. How much playing time should he get? Because you're looking at a team that right now is built on Laurie Markkinen and Jordan Clarkson. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to see how this rotation plays out the rest of the year. Because if you look at the way that the game played last night, Colin Sexton wound up playing a hell of an important role in that game last night. And he's a central figure on that uh, in that win, in my opinion. Now, I understand that Clarkson and Markkinen were your leading scorers. Yeah. But you started Olenek, Kessler, Markkinen, Clarkson, and Sexton. And by the way, you turned the ball over 18 times. Mm. So that's a pretty significant number. Now you got four of those from, from uh, or excuse me, seven of those from Jordan Clarkson. I'm not that surprised by that. You only got two of those from a volume handler in Colin Sexton. To me, Jake, that makes a big difference because I th I feel like right now you can say you can trust Colin Sexton. Yeah, I mean, you could trust him to a certain extent. Like, I think trusting a guy, you know, on some level is 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 a thing where, you know, are we talking turnovers? Are we talking about passing? Are we talking about running the offense? I don't know. Like, to me, I think you can trust this guy to to come in and play high-energy minutes. That's what I'm willing to trust the guy to do. Now, in late-game situations, can I trust him to get to the basket? Absolutely. Can I trust this guy to to make the proper pass every time? I wouldn't say that. Can I trust him to, to, to on defense, go over when he should go under or go under when he should go over? I don't know, man. Like, I think there's some hesitation around that for me. Like, I just need to see this guy develop in in the little things inside his game because once he does that, then I think you've got a really valuable contributor. But right now, like, where he's at in this season, he still feels like a young guy. He still feels like this really raw talent that needs, I'm not going to say a lot of work, but he does need a lot of development minutes on the floor. So how many minutes should he get? I would say 20 to 25 a night. That's where I'd be at with this guy. I don't think that that 30 is necessary, but I think if he proves to be high value in 20 to 25 minutes a night, I would continue to give that to him. I also think he's a guy that you can overexpose. If you just decide somehow that he should start playing 30 to 35 minutes, there's a good chance you're going to see seven turnovers. There's a good chance that you're going to see, you know, uh, a lower shooting percentage from the floor. Like that's the balance that Will Hardy has to fine and I think all my Mike Conley supporters out there understand this because Mike Conley brought a lot of that balance so that's what I'm saying a lot of this stuff for Colin is not just can he shoot a ball or can he pass it or can he bring the ball up like it's much more the intangible basketball IQ stuff that I think he's got to work on but I also think you need to see more from 30 minutes is what he should be playing in my opinion I think I need to see more from Talon Horton Tucker. Develop Talon Horton Tucker. I want to see, like, THT plays 19 minutes last night, is a minus four and gives you seven points. What is THT? Like, this is a huge question for me. And the answer is I have no idea what he is because I think we see some, some really big minutes where Talon Horton Tucker is physical, he bangs, he rebounds, he gets to the cup, he gets fouled, and then he's just non-existent for a very long stretch of time. And maybe as a 19-minute guy, that's great. You can't be minus four mm -hmm. as a 19-minute guy because I've got too many Johnny Juzangs waiting around to try and prove themselves. Yeah, I've got too many Ochai Agbajis who I want to see more from. Now, he's got to knock down that corner three. We're watching the game last night, and Jake straight up says to me, oh, he's got to make that. Yeah. You got to make that corner three. Wide open, bro. But I want to see him shoot more corner threes. Yeah. And when I, uh, I look at the depth on this team a little bit, and, and I see the... 
You know, I see the Fontecchio's. Fontecchio's got to play more minutes, right? And I want to see bigger lineups. I want to see, I would love to see, you know, Markinen and Kessler and Fontecchio together. I would love to see guys like, and by the way, I don't think it should go lost to anybody. Rudy Gay's actually not playing terrible basketball anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't know what switch mentally was flipped at the deadline. Rudy Gay doesn't look completely terrible. Kelly Olynyk can't stop your mom from driving to the basket. Yeah, and everyone knows it. But Rudy Gay actually looks serviceable to me. Yeah, I think he's been better. You know, and 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 like I said, you know, before the deadline, I think these guys ebb and flow. I think that guys like Rudy Gay, who are in the twilights of their career, have a purpose and have a reason that they're on the floor. And sometimes they fulfill that purpose, and sometimes they don't. And too often lately, he hasn't. But to me. I think, you know, yeah, he's been playing better basketball. But again, he's another guy that I say, I don't want to give him too many minutes. I'd rather give those minutes to Fontecchio. I'd rather give those minutes to, you know, whoever. I guess Doak, but I don't really like Doak either. Like, you know, Doak to me is a guy that you should cut or wave or trade or whatever. I don't know. Find something to do with the guy. At least send him down to the G League so he can get consistent minutes. Like, to me... Again, you're you're you have these projects, and and everyone's gonna freak out when I say that Laurie Markkinen is a project. He's a project. You're trying to develop this guy into a superstar caliber talent, or as close to that as you can possibly get. Right. You know what I mean? So like, even Laurie's got things that he needs to work on. So for me, I like where this team is at. I think he had a decent deadline. I'm not gonna grade it an A plus. I think the Jordan Clarkson situation, I'm still not thrilled with. I still don't like that you kept Jordan Clarkson. I don't like that we don't have resolution on Russell Westbrook. I don't know what we're doing with this situation. Well, but I think that's coming. And the, the the thing I think a lot of people don't understand about Russell Westbrook is that's not in the jazz control. I mean, Russ is dictating the pace of whether or not he gets bought out or not. He, I mean, he could take you right up until the last day of February. As long as he is bought out by March 1st and, you know, as long as he's on a roster March 1st, he's fine. I think by, I, I'm a little surprised it hasn't happened. I was told Monday I guess that was that the Jazz wanted it done in hours, not days, because I think they have a lot hanging over them. And I think one of the things that the Jazz don't want is for this to be a conversation at the All-Star game. And I think no matter what, if Russ isn't bought out, there's going to be a conversation at the All-Star game because there's a lot of teams. And again, I will continue to maintain the Chicago Bulls are in the lead for, for Russell Westbrook. And I think he's a guy that I think is going to go somewhere and become a killer because the old Russ is still in there. I don't buy for a second that Russell Westbrook is the vampire that he was described in L.A. Was he a, a Boy Scout? No, absolutely he was not a Boy Scout. Mm -hmm. But Russell Westbrook's not the problem that people made him out to be in Los Angeles. The Chicago Bulls and the L.A. Clippers would be wise to duke it out for him. Because I just don't see why, if, if you're Russell Westbrook, are you really going to Miami? No. That doesn't feel right. You have boys on the team in Chicago, like DeMar DeRozan and him are LA guys. You have boys on the team in Los Angeles. He yep. and Paul George have played together. Like, there are reasons to go to those places. There's also reasons for him to get the hell out of Los Angeles. I mean, the way the media treated Russell Westbrook, whoever leaked, and, and I was reading a couple of stories about this today, that the, the media members in Los Angeles, the players in Los Angeles, People are pissed that the Lakers leaked to Dave McMenamin that he was, quote, a vampire. Mm -hmm. That quote is a huge slap in the face to Russell Westbrook. And I don't believe it was true. And, and here's the point, though. Did Dave McMenamin make that quote up? Absolutely, he did not. I think the Lakers intentionally leaked that to Dave to torpedo Russell Westbrook. And I just don't get it. Why are you being so petty if you're the Lakers to treat a guy like Russell, Russell Westbrook like that?
What do you, what is the win in that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've, and, and I know we've talked about this. Yeah. I don't understand petulance, childish, stupid behavior in professional sports because it never gets a game. Never. It never is a win for you. Yeah. And if you're the LA Lakers, you're going to the media and you're telling people he was, quote, a vampire? What's yeah. the win? I mean, it's childish for sure. I, I guess the thing... The thing that I struggle with with this Westbrook situation is just how it's being handled, you know, and, and, you know, hey, I know I'm a red ass. I know that, hey, it's not how the league works, whatever. What I'm saying is that the Utah Jazz had the opportunity and still have the opportunity to dictate how this situation plays out. Whether that's the proper way to do it or not, I don't really care. They have the opportunity to say, yeah, we're just going to buy you out. You can go on your merry way. And what I don't understand is now I'm starting to see a pattern out of this front office. I'm starting to see a pattern of, hey, we want to be loyal to Jordan Clarkson. We want to be nice to Russell Westbrook. I thought Danny Ainge was a killer. And what, what I'm starting to wonder is Danny Ainge didn't just get soft overnight. This is a Ryan Smith thing. And that's my opinion. It's not like source information. That's my opinion. But but I'm starting to see a small pattern developing. Two, you know, when it happens twice, it's not quite a pattern yet. If this were to happen a third time, it's definitely a pattern. And so that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, why are we meddling? Why are we having a conversation well, about, well, well, maybe this will be a conversation at the All-Star Game. Russ has until March 1st to figure it out. It's not up to Russell Westbrook. The reality is this happens every year. We get guys that are bought out every year and there are organizations across the league that say, yep, we're just going to buy you out. Here's your check. See you later. Because I don't think if you're the Jazz that that's the route you want to take. I, like, is that the is that the way you want to go with this? I don't think it is. I mean, I see real value in not paying a guy to go play for somebody else. But in this particular situation, I don't believe that you can have Russ on the team. And I think... You know what? Frankly, I think I think Danny Ainge and Ryan Smith are hoping that he becomes more and more comfortable with the concept. And I don't see that he will. There's nobody. And Russ has some really good representation. He has a lot of good people around him. Yeah. His wife and he have a very strong relationship. Nobody is going to tell him his best route runs through Salt Lake City. Yeah. They're, that just, it's asinine. Your best route runs through a playoff team that you can be on national TV having a huge impact to dispel this vampire criticism. Yep, and to, and to reinvigorate your career. Yeah, I, I, and we, I guess we can go back and forth on this, and I know we have over time about whether Jazz fans want Russ on the team or not. I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, it is what it is. I guess Tanner T says Russ is a vampire on every team he has been on, OKCLA, and everywhere in between. I disagree. I think Russ has had a very difficult stretch. Um, I think his end time in, in Houston, I think his time in Washington, and I actually don't put a whole lot of blame on him in, in LA. I think he was so miscast in Los Angeles as a guy that would be exactly what LeBron and AD needed. He was never that guy. He was never that guy, but also neither was DeMar DeRozan. Oh, by the way, this is why you don't allow Le GM LeBron James to make decisions for you. By the way, Anthony Davis hasn't been exactly what he needed to be either. And and again, I know we've talked about this. Anthony Davis has been the problem in LA. Yeah. That's the guy that should be the fall guy, but nobody's going to blame AD. They're going to talk about his injuries, but nobody's going to bury that guy on the way well, out of LA. he hit the shot in the bubble. He did all this stuff for the organization. And I'm just sitting here saying, dude, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired about the Lakers, dude. Like, it's time to move on. It's time to get going. LeBron James is not going to last forever. Like, let's get on with it. Yeah, I totally agree. It's just... 
It drives me crazy. Hey, welcome our newest sponsor of the program, Bucked Up, the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Make sure you get to buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty at checkout to get 20% off your purchase. Or you know what, guys? Just go into any of their Utah locations and tell them, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. They'll give you a free can of Bucked Up energy. I love it. If I'm you, my first tip, if you've never tried Bucked Up, get Miami. Zero sugar Miami. So good. Yeah. That's my go-to. It's in a black can. It's got the Miami writing on it. It is gorgeous. Walk into any Bucked Up store and say, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. I want my free can of Bucked Up energy. That's the deal we have with them. Or get to buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase. We are just so thrilled to have Bucked Up as part of the program. They are our presenting sponsor on the Monty Big 5-0 Birthday Bash, which we will have far more details for you uh, next week on the show. But what a great add to the show. There is no better example of a great Utah entrepreneurial story than Bucked Up. They started with deer antler spray, and now they are one of the biggest energy companies in the world from pre-workouts to, like I said, energy drinks. You know I'm a big energy drink guy, but I'm also a zero sugar guy. And Bucked Up delivers every single time when I need a boost, especially getting up at 3.50 in the morning. Bucked Up Energy is there for me. I'm telling you, go into any of their Utah stores. By the way, online in the description below, they have the best shaker cups. Yes. They're big. And the, the cool thing is they're, you know, the blender ball that is that is in there, the little whisk ball that um, shakes up and mixes your stuff. Let me show this to you guys. Um, this is why I've been using this. Thank you, Jake, for the yeah. assist. Uh -huh. um, look, the, the blender balls are attached to the to this post, if you will, in the middle so they don't go anywhere. You don't lose them. They really do a good job of shaking up and mixing your protein shakes. Dude, I'm telling you, Bucked Up's where it's at. Furthermore, if you walked into a Bucked Up store and say, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show, they're going to give you one of those shakers for free as well or order online for free. You get three samples and a shaker cup from Bucked Up for free when you use the promo code MONTY at checkout. All those links are in the description below right here on YouTube. So welcome Bucked Up to the show. Let's get a couple of your comments in here. Um, let's see. Zayman says, agreed on Davis. What a washout. He has been a disaster. A disaster. Merck Life says, passing Bucked Up in American Fork right now. Stop by, get your free can of energy, bro. Hook it up. It Bucked Up. Um, I love that you can walk in there and you can tell them, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty show and they're going to give you free bucked up. Yes. That's what's amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. You can shop online again, use the, the promo code Monty uh, to get your 20% uh, off. Yes. Um, let's see. Greg Romano says uh, that was 81. I'm talking 83. Did I say 81? I totally missed this conversation. So, you know. Yeah. Um, let's see. What is everybody giving good luck to Greg for? Let's see. I don't know. See, this is what happens when we get all these conversations. Tanner Plummer says, by the way, Mont, it's going to be really, Mont's going to be really upset when he sees us talking about the NIT. Oh, get LOL. the hell out of here, dude. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No, you know what the problem with that is? That's where the show is because this is where Utah basketball is in the state of Utah, not the youth specifically. Yeah. Yeah. We need the J-I-M-M-E-R taking us through March. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. We need somebody to really step it up. And yeah. I, I don't know who that will be. I really don't, you know. Um, 
Excuse me, John Penrod, welcome to the show, John. Uh, I want to see Westbrook and the finisher play together. I know it won't happen, but I think they would play well together. That's interesting. Russell Westbrook is, is Russell Westbrook a facilitator? I mean, he can be. He can be, but he's known for being a scorer. He's he's a big, he's one of the biggest point guards in the league physically, like size-wise. He's got a nice little power dribble, power handle, if you will. It's yeah. not it's not like a Kyrie handle, but it's a really nice handle where he can get to a lot of different spots. And I think that the problem is, is his jumper's got to come back to life at some point. Like, he's got to get back in a place where the defense has to respect his jump shot because they still don't. That's the problem. Yep, totally agree with that. I, I, I don't think he's the bust out that, that people make him out to be. I really don't. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, Haha, I love Monty and Jake's reaction there. Uh, the NIT, come on, bro. Yeah, come on. I, I, I grew up in the Jordan Carolina years. Like, that's my college basketball framework. I think college basketball is so incredibly flawed because you just don't get to fall in love with players anymore. Uh-huh. They, they're just not there for the amount of time anymore. And I, it, for me, I just, I don't know why it happened. I, I have lost my zest, if you will, Zesty. for college basketball. Yeah. A, a little bit. A little bit. I, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm admittedly, I'm not college basketball nerd. Like, I'll get into it when we get to the tournament and we can talk about, you know, Iowa State or St. Mary's or but whatever. But I'm still the North Carolina guy. I watch North Marymount, Carolina. You know, yeah, I mean, care. but the thing is ESPN puts Carolina on constantly. So it's yeah. easy to watch them. I don't disagree with that. All right, football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. By the way, this is the last football at 50 without vibing music. Yes. And believe it or not, I, it's hard for me to even say this right now. Uh-huh. Football at 50 comes to an end on Friday. Does it? Yeah. Well, the Super Bowl happened. Football season's over. And we'll keep talking all kinds of football. You know that. But the segment, football at 50, won't be back until the fall. Hmm. It's... It, it, I cannot believe that football is over. Yeah, crazy. Maybe that's where I'm at with football at 50. It's just that football's over. I cannot believe that the Super Bowl has come and gone. Yeah. The season went by so fast. Like BYU and Utah, we were in Hawaii like last weekend, I feel like. Yeah. Watching BYU and watching Utah take on Florida. And watching and, Georgia dismantle Oregon. Yeah, Bo Nix, you dick. Yeah. Anyway, the point is. <laughs> yeah, you're not from Athens, are you, Bo? I am not a, an Oregon Take your football ass back fan. to Auburn. I, I am not. Um, but let's talk a little football because we get it. Any Tuesday that we can get Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee PMS, show. PMS. PMS. Why are you being a hater? What do you mean? Why are you what's, being a what's hater? What's the problem? Are you guys familiar with the darkness retreat? Well, first of all, you know that Aaron Rodgers is going into total darkness. He's not going to have his Papa Murphy's pizza with him. He's not going to have the marinara meatballs with him. Certainly not going to have a Miami can, you know, bucked up can of you Miami. Know, I, like it's a real bummer. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, a couple of weeks ago now, talked about what a darkness retreat is. That's yeah, a real thing, 100%. And that's why I think it's going to be important um, to get through this week and then, uh, you know, to, uh, to, uh, to take my, uh, you know, my isolation retreat and just to be able to contemplate all things uh, my future and then uh, and then make a decision that I feel like yeah there you go make your decision right make your decision then last week he said this Aaron Rodgers going into his darkness retreat starting today what 
Okay, I lied. A Ian Rappaport said this yesterday. Aaron Rodgers going into his darkness retreat starting today. What else do you know? Yeah, so I was told Monday to Thursday is his darkness retreat. Um, and then I saw he's coming on your show Tuesday, which is tomorrow. Um, so maybe he's doing your show from the darkness, or perhaps he's delaying the darkness for a day or so. Um, oh. The timeline is unclear, but I was told imminent darkness coming. And, yeah, apparently that was not true because Aaron Rodgers, in fact, did make his Tuesday appearance on the Pat McAfee show, and uh, he did not have kind words for Ian Rappaport. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron! A lot of light over there, Aaron. Are you trying to take it all in? Is there no blinds for the next few days as you uh, go into your darkness retreat here in a few days? Listen, I'm not in my darkness retreat yet. What? Oh, and yesterday. What? Nope. This thing has been planned for about four months, and it was always the same date, always the end of this week. Oh. So oh. anybody with knowledge to the opposite of that, it's fake news. Whoa. So Whoa. let me just reiterate one more time. Suck it, rap. There's an inner circle, right? And in my inner circle, nobody talks to Ian Rappaport, oh. to Adam Schefter, what? or to any of those people. Okay, so if you're one of those people who's talking to those people, it's a great reminder for you, you're not in the inner circle. Oh, damn. That was a hanging on somebody there. Yeah. I love that. You are not in the inner circle. I love that. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I love that because I agree with him. Like, there's so much misinformation out there, and it's so hard anymore to say, well, hey, I talk to, we deal with this all the time. Hey, I talked to my source at the Utah Jazz. Oh, hey, bro, trust me, bro, your source, like, and it becomes ridiculous because Ian Rappaport is saying, well, he's he's delayed his retreat to be on your show. And Aaron Rodgers is like, that's not true. My retreat's always been scheduled for the end of this week. And it's like, what do you believe anymore? And I love that Aaron Rodgers, one of the few positive things I'll ever say about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I can't believe I'm hearing you agree with Aaron Rodgers right now. He called out the insider nonsense. And I love that he's got a small circle. I love that he went on Pat McAfee. And I love that he called out Ian Rappaport. And I love that he called out Adam Schefter. Yeah, we're just encouraging this guy. That's what this is. I mean, it's cool. Call everybody out. Be tough guy. Whatever. Like... It, we're just encouraging Aaron Rodgers to do more darkness retreats. We're encouraging Aaron Rodgers to stand up on the dais and say he was immunized, but he wasn't vaccinated. We're encouraging him to do all the things that Aaron Rodgers does, including holding Green Bay hostage. Like, that's what this guy does. And Yeah, thoughts and prayers to everybody in Green Bay. You're all being held hostage right now. I hope it turns out best for you. Like, I just am, I, I don't know. I get I get why this is funny. I get why this is popular, but I'm a little burned oh, out on the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, this. I just it, it, like cool man. Go on, go on Pat McAfee's show. Like I, this isn't even about Pat McAfee. I, I I think it's great that he's the conduit to this Aaron Rodgers content. That's awesome. Like he like that's great. Like I have no issue with that. But I have a big issue with Aaron Rodgers constantly being put in positions to talk a load of junk, dude. Like this is you could have just said. Like he could have easily just said, yeah, that's not. That's just. Not true. It's not accurate. Don't know where people heard that from. I've always been scheduled for Wednesday, and that's kind of what it is. I love it. But he doesn't do that because he's Aaron Rodgers, and he's got to take it over the top, man. Football 50 presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza, PapaMurphy'sPizza.com. I would tell you to download the mobile app. Uh, and then there's the Arizona Cardinals, who 
The gift that keeps on sucking at the Arizona Cardinals. I don't understand this hire. Um, I get it. You hired Jonathan Gannon, the the defensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they had a great defense, but here's the problem. A, your team is built around a quarterback that has sputtered and struggled. Yeah. And B, you don't have one quarter of the talent that Gannon had on defense in Philadelphia. I hope you're not hiring Gannon hoping that you're going to get rich Gannon because that would be a very, very typical Arizona Cardinal move. Did you hire this guy thinking he was former quarterback Rich Gannon? I'm being a jerk now, but yeah. you get my point. Why didn't you hire Shane Steichen? Oh, wait, he went to Indianapolis. Why didn't you hire the best offensive mind available? I don't know, Eric Bieniemy to be your high coach because you have a quarterback in Kyler Murray who's three feet tall and can't see over the offensive line and has zero confidence. And he's coming off of a torn ACL. Well, it's a pivotal year for the Arizona Cardinals. Well, we're already getting video of him working out. So, you know, to oh, me, God. it's like it's, oh, it's you know, it's a really surprise. Oh, Look God. at the technique here. Ass to grass technique. Here's Kyler Murray rehabbing yeah. from his knee injury. Look at this. I'm sure Gannon's proud. Yeah, wow, I mean, look at those reps. Wrap it out, little wrap guy. Wrap it out. Wrap it, it out, Kyler. Here comes the face. Get up. Oh, hey. yeah. Get up there. Let's go. You see I what mean, I mean? You see what I mean, that, dude? That's, that's not Kyler. That's not Kyler, actually. Anyway, my point is, isn't this Kyler. just another mistake out of the Arizona Cardinals? Man, I really feel like it is. I feel like this is, a, it, this is not a small mistake. This is a huge mistake out of the Arizona Cardinals. And I don't know, maybe Jonathan Gannon is a Hall of Fame head coach. I seriously doubt it. Because who is the team that's hired a defensive coordinator who's gone on to be just like this unbelievable football team there's only one in is Bill Belichick and the Patriots. That's it. Yeah. If you look at all these teams that have all these young coaches, they've hired offensive guys and they've thrived. Andy Reid has thrived in Kansas City. By the way, why has Patrick Mahomes thrived in Kansas City? Because Andy Reid has thrived in Kansas City. Oh, what do you think of McVay? I mean, McVay's had McVay had a decent run. It's not been good lately. He's an offensive guy. But it's been, you know, But what decent. did he do? Yeah. He went out and got himself a quarterback, and they went and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? It, it's, you guys, I don't, I don't understand it. Let me break it to you. Footballing's not hard, philosophically speaking. Get a quarterback. Get a head coach and a coordinator to support him and go get yourself some talented wide receivers. Because that's the other thing. I got bad news for you on defense. You're short. What do you think you're going to have when DeAndre Hopkins is gone and he's no longer in Arizona because they're going to wind up trading him? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen there? Okay, I feel I feel like I almost... You've exercised some demons today. Man, and I need to lose weight, but I feel like that was a weight off my shoulders. Yeah. Football 50, 10 to the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. As always, prevented... Prevented, presented by the good folks at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you download the Papa Murphy's Pizza app. It's the easiest way to get your hands on a big old plate of marinara meatballs. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Actually, I do the meatballs and marinara. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Order now at papamurphys.com or download the Papa Murphy's app. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get yourself 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. By the way, Papa Murphy's Pizza, also a presenting sponsor on our Big 5-0 birthday bash. That's going to be phenomenal. Epic. Have a feeling. Now, I could be wrong. Have a feeling there may be some free pizza handed out. Yeah. 
with Brand Keithy and Max Tooley uh, and our friends at Bucked Up at the Big Five O Birthday Bash. It's going to be amazing. Presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, let's get a couple of your thoughts in here because all the way, but also by the way, we need to talk about Derek Carr. Because did you guys see, what are you smirking at? People, I think, are reacting very positively to our Kyler Murray workout video. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. Brian Massey says Danica is not in the inner circle. Uh-huh. What was the ga- a- actress? Shailene Woodley. Yeah. Shailene Woodley. Olivia Shailene. Munn. Olivia- oh, Olivia Munn. My God. Honey, cover your ears. Olivia Munn has pumps and a bump. Oh, my God. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is blind? Is that why he sucks at being a quarterback? Because he's blind, right? Well, he's not blind. He he does darkness retreats. It hurts his vision. It's very true. Bats like the dark, though. Uh, he, he Yeah, the things he's done. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, I'm with Jake. The Rodgers crap is getting old. But this is what the Green Bay Packers signed up for. This is what they signed up for, man. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's amazing. CJ Vance says, if the date has been set, why isn't he saying the date? I think Aaron Rodgers is an intensely private guy. And I think he doesn't want, he doesn't want people to know. Um, let's see. Holabilly says, LMFAO, WTF, and out of pocket. You mean Kyler? I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, Brian Massey says, put a fork in Murray. He's done. Can't win more than nine games a year, no matter what the who the coach is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanner T says, Kyler Murray is the Russell Westbrook of the NFL. Wow, that's harsh. That's harsh. Yeah. Are you being serious? Um, let's go. Tanner says, so when it comes to the Super Bowl, who deserves more of the blame? Gannon or Fan- Vangio? Honestly, I don't know. Gannon could work out for AZ, but we'll see. I don't think so. I don't think so. Zayman says, hey, Mont, I might celebrate SLC media calling a player a vampire. We can't even get them out to ask a player, any player, if they want to be traded. Well. And they had the opportunity and didn't. Zayman, stop it. Frankly, Zayman, I don't appreciate you stirring the pot and trying to light the fire. Flame on, bro. Flame on. (laughs) Flame on, flame on. If Holly Rowe would have said flame on one more time. Flame on the seventh turnover of the night. I may well have lost my mind last night. If she just said flame on one more flipping time. One more flipping time. Go back to Rice Eccles, bro, please. All right, real quick. Can can we um, remind you that we're presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, The Advocates, where you never pay a consultation fee, no friends. You don't pay The Advocates until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Can we wax a little bit on Derek Carr? Because I think a certain somebody that I know um, has, con- to me. has continued to slander one Derek. Do you know Derek's middle name? Average. Derek. Okay, Jake. No, I'm not going to do it. Derek Anthony Carr has been slandered by a certain Salt Lake City talk show host. Yeah. You're going to eat your words now that he's the the free agent and the guy that is absolutely in demand around the league? Never said he wasn't going to be in demand. Derek Carr. Never said that he wasn't a productive NFL quarterback. He's no Kyler Murray. He's no one-legged Patty Ice. He's no Jalen, I can't win anything hurts. But, you know, he'll get it done. Here's what I need to know, though. Yeah. I think Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Okay, let's read some names. Jalen Hurts or Derek Carr? Jalen Hurts. Trevor Lawrence or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Geno Smith or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Jared Goff or Derek Carr? Carr. Wow. 
I like it. I like it a lot. Russell Wilson or Derek Carr? Russell Wilson. Tua Tagovailoa, your mama. Derek Carr. Okay. Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Daniel Jones or Derek Carr? Derek Carr. Really? Yeah. Okay. What has Daniel Jones done in the league? Are we being serious right now? I think Daniel Jones had a great year. I'm not saying he didn't. He's done nothing in the league, though. Okay. Like, have a nice year, sure, but let's do something. I don't disagree, but he he also hasn't had a whole lot of talent around him. They had a great year. Neither is Derek. Okay. I think Derek Carr is vastly underappreciated for a guy that's 24 and 14 in touchdowns this year, for a guy that threw for 3,500 yards on a really bad football team. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You had the best wide receiver in the league and you didn't do anything with it. That's the problem. Is that his fault, though? On some level, it's his fault. It's not, nothing in football is singularly one person's fault. But the idea that you only had 24 touchdowns is kind of kind of shocking. I mean, you, you have, like, even if you're bracketing Devontae every single game, you still should be able to find another wide receiver, much to the way Aaron Rodgers was dealing with drop passes early in the year, right? Like, can, the, But can we agree that 30 touchdowns is elite? Yeah. Here's the 30 touchdown club. Geno Smith, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, and Patty Ice. Okay? Here's the 24 to 30. Derek Carr had 24. Trevor Lawrence had 25. Two attack of your mama had 25. As did Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert or Derek Carr? Uh, I'd probably go Don't, Herbert. Oh, my God. You uh, you hesitated. I will take an eye out, sir. Justin Herbert or Derek Carr? Justin Herbert. Very lucky. <laughs> Derek Carr. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Justin Herbert threw for 1,000 more yards. Um, Tom Brady had 25. Aaron Rodgers had 26. Gaff had 29, and Kirk Cousins had 29. Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr? Kirk Cousins. Neither have done anything in the postseason. Okay. Kirk Cousins is a better regular season player. Is Derek Carr top 10 in the NFL? I think it's, yeah, potentially. Okay. I'd have to write down on a piece of paper. I'd have to see it in front of me, write down the names. But I think, if I'm being honest, though, I think it's Patty and everybody else right now. Yeah. Like, it is. Wow, Teddy Wayman says, dude, Trevor over Carr all day. Oh, stop. Trevor dude. Lawrence. Dude, Trevor get Lawrence. the hell out of here, Teddy. Come on. Trevor I know. Lawrence? Listen, 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 I know that you're you're a gambling savant. Oh, I'm sorry, you don't gamble. You have positions. He has a he's a positional You hold positions better than most people. I've heard yeah. that about Teddy. He's yeah. great in positions. Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, look, I'm not taking Trevor Lawrence over Derek Carr yet. I'm not doing it. Now has Trevor Lawrence gone in the postseason? Yes. Has Trevor Lawrence done some things? Yes. But he if, also had superior wide receiver talent. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, it, but see, again, this is the problem. Superior coaching. This is why Derek Carr needs to get the hell out of Oakland, Las Vegas, Allegiant, pull your grass but, out stadium. But this is it. This is make or break for Derek Carr. Yeah. Because I think he probably, if I had to guess, I mean, New Orleans feels like a huge risk. I don't think he's going there, though. I feel like Tampa is a good spot for him. I think the Jets are absolutely not. I mean, there's... How many places have a really good setup infrastructure? Yeah, not a lot. And if you're Derek Carr, do you need to be a starter? Yeah. You need to be a starter. Yeah. Then I think you're probably trying to get to Tampa. He's not going to a team to be a backup. Are you serious? 
Well, I, I, I mean, I think there's real value in going to Denver, whoever's going to be Denver's number two, but Derek, that's a huge pay cut, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, no, I, no, I, I'm, I want to go to a place where you have enough talent that it can pan out on the field. I'm not mm. saying you got to have superstars everywhere, but you got to have enough talent that he can make something of it. I don't think it's the, the talent. I think it's the coaching. I think there's only two places that you can realistically, yeah. I think Tampa won and I think, I know it's crazy, but I, I don't know if you it, don't you try to if tan, if New England calls you. Yeah, you're you're going to New England, yeah, and says, "Hey, come compete with Mac Jones." Yeah, see, like, but that's when I think he could win. I think he could beat out Mac Jones for sure. If Pittsburgh calls you, I'm probably not going to Pittsburgh. <sighs> yeah, probably not. Dude. I'm, no. I'm probably not mm. going to Pittsburgh. But if you look around this if league, the 49ers call you. I think you're absolutely going to the 49ers. Yeah. That's a super... If, if Derek Carr is the starting quarterback of the 49ers, they're going to the Super Bowl. Period. End of story. If the Rams call, which they probably wouldn't, but if they did... That's tough. Stafford They've had so much that turnover. Big-time injury, like... They've had so much turnover on the coaching staff. McVay's still the there, Cardinals. obviously. What if the Cardinals called? Nah, I'm not going to Arizona. That's a... I'm never going to... I am never going to say go to Arizona or go to Las Vegas. Those, in yeah. the NFL, those words will never come out of my mouth. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm telling you, there are so very few situations Derek Carr can take a risk on. What do you guys, New Orleans is not one of them. What do you think about Miami? And I only say Miami because we've seen what happens with Tua. Tua sustains the head injuries. He goes out. Yeah. That's a job you could step in and win. That's a, He's good enough that he could take over that job. Is Miami a better spot or is Tampa the better spot? Because Tampa, I mean, obviously they won the South, which was terrible. But if you look at Tampa, a sub-500 team, mm -hmm. right? And right now, you're you're competing against Kyle Trask and Blaine Gabbard. Yeah. And your wide receivers are Mike Evans, Julio Jones, yeah. Chris Godwin, um, and Scotty Miller, right? And your, your tight ends, Cameron Brait and Kate Otten. I mean, you, and you have a really good offensive line. Who do they have at running back? Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, look, that's the best opportunity probably. The the thing is... And is a that defense that's absolutely a murderer. How how much does someone like Derek Carr care about walking in the footsteps of Tom Brady? Because the next Dude. guy that plays that position, you know, because it's, it's, kind of it's kind of a fluid thing. Like, so Blaine, a guy like Blaine Gabbert, let's say, no one's going to expect him to do what Tom Brady did. That's just not going to happen. That's no. not realistic. Nobody's going to think that. But I think there is a certain sect of fan that's like, hey, you know, Derek Carr's a pretty good quarterback, and if you gave him talent to work with, he could be pretty, like, would anyone be surprised if Derek Carr was a 5,000-yard guy with the right tools around him? Like, that wouldn't surprise me. The guy's got a cannon. He's a great deep ball thrower. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like Indianapolis? So, yeah, but they've... What makes them any better than Well, you just Oakland? hired Steichen. Yeah, but who gives a damn? He hasn't done anything. I mean, he's a talented coach, but he's unproven, to say yeah, the but least. you got Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think Derek Carr, this is Derek Carr's last best chance to win a, a Super Bowl. That's Agreed. it. I, I mean, agree with it, that. Just, yeah. This is it for him. I think, Tam again, I think Tampa's the place to go. Yeah. You have veterans all over the field there. You have deep threats underneath route. You have two solid tight ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got weapons I'm all over the place. I'm trying to get yeah. to Tampa. Yeah. I am. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, Carr, I could see Carr fitting in in Washington, but they've already have said they're investing in their QB, Sam House. Well, I think they're investing in, 
They're investing in selling the damn they team. They got to sell the team. That's yeah. the bottom line there. Fact. Any NFC South team could use him. Absolutely. Atlanta, Carolina with Sam Darnold. I mean, you you don't have a quarterback in Atlanta. But does bringing... Again, here's the conundrum with Atlanta. Atlanta, if you plug in Derek Carr there, does that take you to eight wins? Do you get eight wins out of out of that roster with Derek Carr? Probably not. Probably you know what not. I mean? Like, So you're going to pay him. Yeah, and then you're only going to get what six wins, yeah. and that's not even on Derek Carr. That's on the roster around him. So yep. that's what I'm saying. I don't think that this is so. This is why Derek Carr wants to be cut or whatever. He wants to be released. He got cut today. It's over. They released him because tomorrow was his forty million dollar guarantee. Yeah, he played this perfectly. He absolutely played this perfectly. Derek Carr is now a free agent, and he can sign today. Yeah, I, I don't think if I'm Derek Carr that I am taking any chances. I want the most reliable opportunity. Yeah, I'm I going think. to Tampa. Yeah, uh, Hullabilly says, I'd love to have Derek Carr come to New England. I think a lot of people would. Um, and by the way, with Bill O'Brien there, tell me this isn't make or break for Mac Jones. Yeah. It absolutely is. Capazzo, what's up in the Jeezy? Hey, Luis Capazzo, Capazzo, you got to I still say Luis after all these Yeah, can you get his damn name right? It's Luis, all right? Luis Capazzo, you got to go to the Bucked Up store in in St. George. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. They'll give you a free can of Bucked Up Energy. Um, Again, don't forget, guys, Bucked Up is the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Uh, Zayman says, Derek Carr to the transfer portal. Absolutely (laughs) right. Pretty much. Absolutely right. I love talking quarterbacks. I'll fight you over Justin Herbert. I know. You think Justin Herbert is Jesus Christ. Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence? Justin Herbert, for sure. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, come on. Come on. But again, here's the problem, though. Justin Herbert's got proving to do. Okay, so. Because Trevor Lawrence now has gone further. I don't disagree with you. Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. No. Dude, are you being serious right now? Justin Herbert. That is a disrespectful-ass question. It's Joe Burrow. Yeah, come on now. Um, Come on now. But again, remember the year that Herbert had, 25 and 10? Hell of a year. Stop. With 4,700 yards? Yeah, hell of a year. So Herbert or, you know, if you look at somebody like a, I don't know, a a Josh Allen. You're taking Josh Allen, right? Yeah, you have to. Other than that, I don't know that there's a quarterback that I would fight for. I think the real ball breaker when you talk quarterbacks is asking questions like Lamar or who? Because Lamar is such a controversial guy, dude. But isn't Jalen Hurts the guy that Lamar Jackson should be? Yeah. But but Isn't Lamar what, didn't want to become an elite thrower like Jalen did at Alabama and Oklahoma. This is such a ridiculous conversation about stop. Lamar Jackson just is not, dude. I and I understand that every time we talk about Lamar Jackson on this show, somebody calls me a racist, and I totally understand it. He's not a pocket passer. Yeah. He can't stay healthy, and for them to win, he has to run at a very prolific level. And by the way, that has nothing to do with his skin color. So nothing. I want to hear the race card. Nothing. Being it's the problem with Kyler Murray. It's the problem with the Lamar Jackson. They're not Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts is the quarterback that Lamar Jackson wants to be. Jalen Hurts should get the the Watson contract, not Lamar Jackson. Yeah. End of story. Another guy that we're not talking about at all, Deshaun. Well, because I think proving. Yeah. he's He's got some proving to do. There's no doubt about that. Hey, make sure you guys hit the like button. Uh, We're only at 68 likes. If all 100 of you that are watching the show live right now could give us a thumbs up, that'd be great. Uh, We would appreciate that. A couple more on quarterbacks real quick, because I do want to get to this Kyrie Irving story. Uh, Justin Haybear, Zayman says, Mm -hmm. 
in a prove it year next season. Losing the way they did was embarrassing. Dude, seriously. Uh, Brian Massey, Purdy or Carr? It's an interesting question. Derek Carr. Derek Carr can step in and run a team. Brock Purdy can't do that. And he doesn't have a torn UCLA, uh, UC, UCL ulnar collateral ligament like Brock Purdy Nar, does. bro. Because of the injury, I would take Derek Carr. No doubt. I mean, I just, you know. Uh, Capazzo says, headed there this week. Let's go. Let's go. Get in the bucked up. Find, find any of the bucked up uh, retail stores in Utah. They're all over the Wasatch Front. American Forks. I'm a South Jordan guy. Right by Walmart. Burger King. Yeah. Beautiful lighted bucked up sign in their store. Oh, my goodness. Whew. Man, that uh, rotator cuff still not feeling great. Uh, Jeremy Severe says, Justin Herbert or Josh Allen? I actually think that's really close. I think Josh Allen took a beating in the playoffs this year because of the way he didn't perform. Yeah, because the expectations are that he's going to be Patrick Mahomes. I'm taking I'm taking Josh Allen today. Yeah, talent, what? Just talent, not resume. I think it's super close. I think I think Herbert's got as good a football IQ. I think the cannon of an arm is there. I, I think Josh Allen's body is better. I think he's a bigger guy, can absorb more physical contact, that type of deal. But other than that, I mean, I think it's. Pretty close. Matthew Webb says, good, mor uh, good morrow, sirs. Jake, I got all that cash I owe you. Just don't whack me. Hitman vibes super strong today. Jake has super strong Hitman vibes? I, and like five people think we got haircuts. I didn't get a haircut. I, I need, need a haircut. Dude. I need a haircut. Yeah, I need one uh, desperately. Talking with Raphael Podcast says, Happy Valentine's Day to my wife listening to the show. I love you. Aww. Aww. We're going to talk about We're why gonna... Valentine's Day is such a crap holiday in about five minutes. Oh, what? well, there you go, lover boy. <laughs> Did you send your girlfriend flowers? No. Did you send her anything? Yeah, send her a card. Okay. Well, I feel good about that, actually. Uh, Miami would be a good spot for Derek Carr. I don't disagree with that. Um, okay, let's switch gears. Let's talk some NBA hoop. Presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. You know all of our Utah Jazz talk and uh, NBA talk. Presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you stop by. You know the car wash is always cash. See, now he's got me in a cash, cash. thing. Yeah. Uh, you know the car wash is always money at Quick Quack. Your car's coming out looking great. But the service, the people, the smile, the fact that when you pull up there, they put your license plate in. And if you get a membership, which I would tell you to do, get a membership. Do you, it. You pay the same amount every single month. You can go one time. You can go 100 times. Same amount of money. Never cost you more. You always get free vacuums. You always get free towels. And you always get great service. And my favorite part about Quick Quack Car Wash, you're in and out in five, seven minutes. No matter how busy they are, they get you through quick. At Quick Quack Car Wash, tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. I really want to get to this Kyrie Irving thing. Did you guys hear about this after the game last night, which was an unbelievable failure by the Dallas Mavericks? Right. The Mavericks last night have a game time or game winning shot opportunity, and nobody took it. And it's because Kyrie and Luca's mom, my name is Luca, yeah. um, could not get on the same page about who's going to take that game-winning shot. Is this early indications that it's an awkward <sighs> fit in Dallas? Okay, yes and no. I didn't feel like, I felt like it was less about who wanted to take the shot and more about neither of them could get open. 
That was the problem. The floor spacing sucked. They were essentially playing hot potato back and forth at the top of the key. They weren't helping each other. That neither of them would set a screen. There wasn't any kind of teamwork. Like it just it, the play itself was was destined for failure right out of the gate. And to me, this is where I ask, what happened to getting fouled? What happened to take the shot, get fouled? Because that's what should have happened. Rise up. Kyrie goes up for this shot. It gets blocked, obviously. Get fouled, dude. You're one of the best offensive players in the league. You're telling me you can't find a way to have a guy run into you in that situation and make it obvious? Like, that's what should have happened, but nobody's talking about it. Instead, everyone wants to talk about how these guys couldn't figure out who wanted to take the shot and who's going to take the shot and, and, and what's going on. Dude, they just needed to be more decisive. All they wanted to do was pass to each other. This is a chemistry issue. This is what I talk about with Durant and Phoenix. Now, Durant and Phoenix is going to have to figure it out with these other guys. Now, I don't think that transition is going to be difficult, but clearly when you put guys together on the floor for the first time or the second time or the third time, there's going to be these wrinkles they go through. So to me, I didn't feel like this was some sort of pride issue. These guys just wanted to play hot potato. That's you it. scored 39 points in the fourth quarter and lost. 26 of those came from Kyrie, who was 11 of 12. And it it it's not even what happened in the game. After the game, the Dallas media was asking Kyrie Irving if he was committed <laughs> to Dallas. And Kyrie Irving said, please respect me and don't ask about the summer. Don't ask about the future. And it's just this whole thing all over again. America's favorite anti-Semite won't want to talk about the future. America's favorite malcontent team wrecker doesn't want to be asked if he's going to wreck the Dallas Mavericks in the summer. Well, I got news for you, Kyrie. Too damn bad. You're a free agent to be. You have been a malcontent everywhere you've ever been. You said heinous, terrible things while in Brooklyn this year, and nobody's supposed to ask you about the summer. Everybody in Dallas is just supposed to respect your privacy. Yeah, maybe go burn some more sage. How about I, that? How I'm about sorry, that? dude. I'm not here for it. I don't believe he deserves any kind of free pass. I don't believe that anybody should respect his privacy by not asking about the future. Too damn bad, dude. You made your bed. I hope it's comfortable. Hope the pillows are fluffed properly because you're going to lay in that bed the rest of the year. Yeah. And the, the media in Dallas should absolutely ask him night in and night out, are you ready to commit to Dallas for the next five years? So I'd be are you willing him. to renew your contract with Dallas for the next five years? Because that's a different question, years? right? Than saying, because like saying, hey, are you committed here long term is different than saying, hey, are you are you ready to commit to the Dallas Mavericks for the next five years? It's kind of the same question, but it's a different question. It's more direct. If you say to a guy, hey, point blank, are you ready to commit for the next five years? That's different than saying, well, are you ready to commit for the future? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous that you're Kyrie Irving and you would say, don't ask me about the future. Come on, bro. Come on now. What are you talking about? And it's ridiculous for Kyrie to believe that media members aren't going to ask him about the future. What do you think this is, Salt Lake City? It's not. It's Dallas. They're actually going to ask you difficult questions. Damn. Damn. <clears throat> See what, what, what <clears throat> happened? <clears throat> uh, too real. <clears throat> too real. You know. I I am I am way, way, way over what Kyrie What was Irving. the quote in the comments section? That was, quote, out of pocket? That was probably out of pocket. <laughs> 
that probably was out of pocket. By the way, you're taking some heat is not the boyfriend of the year. Oh, God. Was Here it, we go. Um, what, dude, come a on. He wants dude. to know if it was an e-card. Yes. In fact, it was an e-card. Yes, because that was the only option I had. That's what I had, dude. You sent her an e-card. Yeah, I did. Did you break up with her over text? No. Oh, wrong girlfriend. My bad. The point is, you, you, was it a surprise? So let me get this right. I'm here in Lake Tahoe on a trip that you wanted me to go on, and now you're sitting here giving me oh, heat for I not being. I wanted you to go on. So you didn't want me to go on the trip is what you're no, saying. No, I'm happy you came on the trip. But it's not like I was like, oh, Jakey, how can I live without you? How but then can if I, I but then if I don't go on the trip, now I get a bunch you. of heat because I don't go on trip. I want to know. Says the guy who didn't know who Fleetwood dude. Mac was last true. night. See, that's not true. That's, that's not absolutely true. true. It's not true. Um, in the comment section, real quick, who sings the song "Landslide"? Well, you've given it away. Who, well, uh, who sings the song? You gave it away. Who sings the song Landslide? Gave it away. We'll update that, the reason behind that. You gave it away. No, I didn't. My point is, my point is, I'm kind of over the Kyrie thing. I'm just, it's it's over. M. Morris is not over the e-card thing. If you sent her an e-card, you broke up over text. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Oh, look at my guy, Hullabilly. He says uh, Fleetwood Mac sings Landslide. Yeah, in 1970. Funny thing is, Jake said Dixie Chicks sing Landslide. Well, they do, which, do which they not? Which isn't untrue. So what are we even talking about? You didn't know that Landslide was a was a Fleetwood Mac song. Am I supposed to know things from 1969? Okay, see. God, can you hear me, sir? <laughs> is this thing on? Man, hey, man, the speaker up in heaven broke you. Dude. Landslide is not a 1969 song. It may have been written in 1969. Fleetwood Mac is not a 70s band. It is. They may have been a band in the 70s. But the fact that you're almost 30 years old and you don't know that Landslide is a Stevie Nicks all-time classic hurts me deeply into my soul. When was the last time you listened to Fleetwood Mac? A week ago, 10 days ago. Please. Please. I don't buy that for a second, dude. They're one of my favorite bands. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. How do you not know this? Um, DC Films. Are you... Is this the Dark Knight? Is this... the Batman is here? Maybe he saw my bat signal to heaven. He says, Stevie Nicks, the singer of Fleetwood Mac, sings Landslide and the Dixie Chicks covered it. Yeah. Hey, you know. Uh, M. Morris says uh, DoorDash will deliver flowers or cookies or something. I mean, people try to help you out, man. I don't need help. I'm uh, good. Let's see. Jake Gordon says, Jake, there's no winning this fight. <laughs> there never is, bro. That's just how the show works, man. <laughs> there never is. You seem downtrodden over this. I'm good, dude. I'm good. Are you it's lying? Not, it's not other people's place to, to dictate. You know what? I got, I got it. Please respect my privacy. Oh, Next God. question. Here we go. Don't talk about our interstellar relationships in this family. Next question. Uh, CMC says Fleetwood Mac slaps coming from someone under 30. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Guy, I don't know. A, A, yeah. yeah. I am a huge fleet. Mrs. Mon- you, I guess Mrs. Monty can join the show now because she will back me up on this that I am absolutely a Fleetwood Mac fan. Okay. Right. You that's, really that's, don't think I'm a Fleetwood no, Mac fan? I don't. I don't. I don't. 
Dude, what is wrong with you? Know how much- I don't think you're a Fleetwood Mac fan. I think you're conveniently a Fleetwood Mac fan. I think that because of this argument, you're a Fleetwood Mac fan. Okay. Come on. Come on, Mrs. Monty. Hop on the show. Go ahead. Don't, don't knock any cables out of the wires. Go ahead. Go under. Go under. Go ahead. Big booty Judy coming in. Um, try so. Not to break things. Don't break things. Mrs. Monty, would you okay. would you say I am a um, a Fleetwood Mac fan? Yes. Would Would you say that I have listened to Fleetwood Mac recently, garbage, bro. considering we listened garbage, to Fleetwood bro. Mac together? Yes. Garbage. Would you say that Jake is dumb and knows nothing about culture? It's garbage, dude. No. I was on a roll. I, I was going for it. Okay. Now, technically, in the restaurant last night when Landslide was playing, it was actually. The Dixie Chicks. Ding! Just so happens that they covered it. So, he's not wrong. Anyways, yay! Really good talk, guys. Woo! Back on to Valentine's. Okay. Well, hey, thanks. Can I have my show back? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jake Gordon says, uh, the goat, Mrs. Monty, is back. All right, let's talk about Valentine's Day. Because I think Valentine's Day is a fake ass holiday. This is just my this is just my opinion. I think that Valentine's Day is a fake ass holiday. I think it is, and I know this is gonna upset people. This is a holiday designed to make sure that men spend money on women. I think that's what this holiday is. Yeah. It's a terrible it, it's a commercialized just holiday. It's just a way to are you petting my head? <laughs> I actually did get a haircut. So if y'all were thinking that people got haircuts, I actually got a haircut, but that's fine. So anyways, Valentine's way too much pressure on guys, way too much pressure to buy things on a certain day. When you, t- when you stick the- your finger up uh, talking about guys, can you use the longer finger, please? Thank you. When people are the, what, what's wrong? I'm just listening to your brilliance. What? Okay. Anyways, it's a cash grab. I just saw that. It is a cash Matthew, grab. Matthew, thank you. It's a cash grab. Uh, and Mr. Monty asked me if Valentine's Day was important to me. And I said, no, it's actually not. Uh, he tells me all the time how much he loves me. He does nice things for me all the time. We try to do nice things for each other all the time. So I, I, don't, I just think Valentine's Day is just kind of, it's just a, it puts way too much pressure on people to pack everything into one day to do extravagant things that are just not necessary. And I also don't think it's appropriate for our children in school. That's my hot take today. Oh God, here it comes. I think it's wrong that we are pressuring our children to express love or um, some sort of a commitment. Like they have a Valentine now and they're like children, they're babies and they should not be pressured to do that and it's a lot of pressure on parents by like you know 55 you know see and i think this is kind of a cop-out and because but candy but, bags but it that mom memories. has to put together but it makes memories i don't think it's a thing where it's a uh, why can't we make more healthy memories why who, why do well, we have to all, pressurize it with around a uh, love yeah uh no mm-mm. so you, you're saying you you kind of were wound up like a top and now you're just spinning um, one thing at a time, Valentine's day is not too much pressure on parents. I have great memories as a kid 
of giving Valentines to people at school. It's I think it's almost a rite of passage at this point. It becomes a scam when it turns into women sitting at home depressed because it's Valentine's Day and no man bought me flowers. That's the kind of, of thing that really bothers me because we put the value of ourselves as a person on if somebody gave us a gift. And that just, it, it's frankly, and here's, here's hot take guy, it's what I don't enjoy about Christmas. Christmas for all of my Christian friends should be about the birth of Christ, not the best sale at Toys R Us for the GI Joe with Kung Fu Grip. And that's what it's turned into. It's turned into a gift giving derby and a meal making derby and, and, and it's not turned into the birth of Christ anymore. It's devolved from the birth of Christ into a gift giving holiday. And Valentine's has devolved into way too much pressure to buy diamonds or something extravagant. Um, I think if you want to do something fun for the person you love, just do it on any day. Well, Jake, and I guess my Don't... question for you is, um, how much pressure did you feel to do something for your for your girlfriend? Like, how much pressure was there to do that? I mean, it wasn't pressure. It was the right thing to do. I mean, I think, you know, not in town for it. So you have to do something. I should have thought ahead and probably executed it better. You know, that's just the reality of the situation, but I didn't. So I did what I did. And when I get home, it you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll have fun. I don't know. Like, I'm sure we'll do something. But why did you feel my, I guess my question is, why did you feel pressure to do anything? That's the thing I don't because understand. I think it's, in, it's because, yeah, as, as a boyfriend, I think it's proper to at least send a card or, or something or a text or a call Man, or that's whatever. Wild. So as a boyfriend, it's something you have to see. Like, that's what I don't like about it. I don't think you should have to do anything. And I, I think, I don't know if you're a good boyfriend or not, frankly, but my, you're a nice guy. And I think you uh -huh. probably are a pretty good boyfriend. Uh -huh. That should cover Valentine's Day. And it, it's, this, is, this is like sweetest day or, you know, uh, you send flowers day. Like all these ridiculous holidays that, that essentially came out of if you don't drink milk, you're going to break your legs. That's really what this kind of holiday is, right? Like it is, this, it, it is the food pyramid. You must eat 5,000 calories and it better be Cheerios from General Mills and milk from the teat. Like it's a scam. It's called marketing. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I, I would love to hear from parents in the comments, though, about how much pressure it puts on you to have to put together, you know, all the bags of candy or all of the stupid cards. Because I'm telling you, it's it is pressure on parents. There is a lot of school activities around it. By the way, Greg Hawkins gives us a $10 tip to say, good to see you, Mrs. Monty. Hope your arm is better. Hi, Greg. Her yeah. arm is good. Hi, Greg. She, by the way, Mrs. Monty will be at the Big Five O Birthday Bash presented by Bucked Up and our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza coming up on March 10th. Um, My let's favorite see. flavor, by the way, of Bucked Up is uh, Jim and Juice. Jim and Juice. Jim and Juice. Okay, I like it. Get mm -mm. to buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase or on your way home tonight or on your lunch tomorrow or on your way to work tomorrow. Stop by any uh, Bucked Up retail store in Utah and tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. They will give you a free can of Bucked Up energy. Um, let's see. Zayman says it's conveniently three, four week, three or four checks after Christmas. I agree with that. 
Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, McKinley Cutler says, true, biggest single day for sales at my family bakery. We baked 4,000 cookies and 2,000 for pre-orders and 2,000 for walk-ins, and we ran out by 3 o'clock. Wow. Where's your Where's your bakery? Yeah, where's your what? bakery, dude? I need a cake. What? I need a cake because our girl Amber is not baking right now because of the cost of eggs. <gasps> Yeah. Yeah, we need to know. Cookies, we McKinley love cookies. McKinley Cutler, let's, let's make some cookies for the big 5-0, dude. Hello. Hook it up. Anyways. Uh, 513 Bearcat says 100% agree. Look at everybody agreeing with us on, on Valentine's Day. Valentine's is a joke. I'm a little surprised, but I'm a little surprised by that. Are I'm you not. guys... Are, I'm not. Jake, I almost feel like you're inadequate right now because you don't have a mic. I mean, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a <laughs> mom and son. Okay, this whole thing about pressure. There's no pressure on Valentine's Day. You can not deliver. You can deliver like whatever. You 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 know that your girlfriend's probably not going to be real thrilled. You know if you don't at least say something nice. I mean you right. like you know there are certain things that you do and don't do on certain days of the year. But there's to me it's not pressure. Pressure is making sure that we have the camera working right to do the show. Well, pressure, I woke like, up this morning at 4 a.m. and I said to Mrs. Monty, hey, happy Valentine's Day. You know, like, I, I think the problem but, is, the problem is that as men, we do not focus on on the maintenance of our of our relationships every day. I think as men, we struggle to say, I love you. But the dynamic is different when you're married and you see the person every day. You have way more opportunities. You, please, yeah, go ahead, please. But you do say every day on the show, you always tell people, pick up their phone right now, tell someone that you love them or tell someone that you're thinking about them. So I do think you say it every day. I full on thought you said, we're going to say that you woke up at 4 a.m. And, and you felt pressure. But like. Well, I farted, but that was a different. That was a different kind. Damn. I didn't feel pressure, but I, it, I do believe we do little things like those text messages make a difference, right? Yeah. And I think we, as a couple, we send each other selfies a couple times a week and not nudes. Um, but, you see, know. but you guys, but you can't discount this dynamic around being married and not married. Like you guys are married, have been together for however the hell long. Like it's like, you, it's a different situation to me when you're married for like 20 years. I think when you're, you know, when you have a girlfriend and you're only able to see them a couple days a week, like the obligation is more because you want to make sure that this person that you're that you're working on something with, you know, that you that you do right by that. Man, look at all of these. T- you guys are doing great. Um, Matthew Webb says love should have uh, love should have intentionality, naturally inspired, not scheduled, produced or themed. Half out. I totally agree. agree. Matthew rocking today. Uh, Jeremy Severe says Valentine's Day was just a popularity contest in school. It was at Michelle Rice. I remember the first girl I, the first girl I ever kissed. I remember writing her a Valentine. I seriously felt pressured to have a Valentine, even if I didn't like. I remember. I, I clearly remember feeling pressured to have to have a Valentine on Valentine's Day, and so. Uh, Greg Biddle became my Valentine. And uh, if you ever saw him, you'd be like, oh. By the way, real quick, do you want to know about your girlfriend's past exploits? No, I'm good. Nope, I'm good. Nope. This comes up a lot around nope. like stupid holidays that aren't really holidays like Valentine's Day. Nope. Who? Who? Where? <laughs> <laughs> 
How did Mrs. Monty get a black eye? Uh, uh, how does this come up a lot? Where does this come up a lot? Because so far I haven't seen this come up. Well, we're guys though. I think this comes up in conversation a lot. I mean, I think I don't. I don't talk to uh, dudes. Talk about it. Yeah, but that's the my boy, point. The As boys guys, talk about it. We talk about yeah, it. Yeah, the boys talk about Absolutely it. Absolutely. But I'm, but I'm not interested in having. I'm not interested in having some conversation with my girlfriend about past dudes. I'm not. I'm Do not. you want to know? No, like it doesn't apply. It's not applicable. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. No, I don't want to know either. Um, there is a raging debate about whether or not Jake has to do more for his girlfriend. Uh, Tanner says, no, Louis, Louis, uh, I, no, Capazzo. He needs to follow it up with a text message because Louis Capazzo said, hey, uh, Jake got it right with the e-card. All he has to do is follow it up with a phone call, which I, I, I'm not saying you did a bad thing, but I think it all is determined by what you do the other 364 days of the year. Yeah, I think, I think you know, not that I'm, you know, I, I agree with that. I think that you don't have context. So, like, so, you know, Valentine's Day to my girlfriend isn't a big deal either, you know. But but I still, like, we had a nice conversation last night. We kind of talked about it a bit. Like, you know, I, I the card that I sent her had a nice note in it. She wasn't expecting it. Like, it's just, I'm a big believer. It's the thought and the act, and I do agree. What you do the rest of the year absolutely matters. McKinley Cutler says, we do cookies, not cakes. Sorry, the bakery is Cutler's Cookies and Sandwiches in Layton. We'll be there, dude. We will be there. I could do a, I could do a cookie, cookie cakes, though. Oh, we'll do something. Uh, Nick Hines says, you guys are matching so well. You know. Uh, DC Films says, I think Valentine's Day should be random days throughout the year, not just one day. If you love your significant others, I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. 100%. If you are not doing things throughout the year and then you just want to make a big deal on Valentine's Day, you are failing. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ destroys Marxism. Oh, boy, we're back. Monty reminds me so much of the Eddie Trunk. What does that even mean? What is Eddie Trunk? Eddie Trunk is from Metal Show. Just I don't know what that means. Greg Hawkins says Greg top tier name. Okay, okay. Uh, Mug Cat, Mad Cat, rather. Excuse me. The past two days were crazy at work in the floral department. We all say it's a scam. Flowers, candy, and balloon. Eighty dollar teddy bears. No, because that teddy bear is just going to sit there and collect dust. Do we? Do we? Do not do te teddy bears. No. Do we care at all about economic impact of these holidays? Like, oh, I think, like, without them, you know, what's the impact? Valentine's Day is a floral holiday. I yeah. mean, the flower industry absolutely relies on it. I think, well, yeah, chocolate's another good one. Mm -hmm. Candy, you know, flowers, cards, no yeah. doubt about it. Um, Kay Nuren says we celebrate on another day. Yeah. Okay, okay, great. Yeah, that's cool. Tanner says I actually don't mind hearing about my wife's exes. What? But this is, dude, this is the but king like, of are you soaking. hearing about like soaking yeah, or is it on. just like, I'm, I'm, you know, but that's okay. We're going to skip. We're going to move, move forward because Greg totally like blew my mind. Uh, is that, is it X-rated? I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't have shown it. My girlfriend has some of the craziest exploits. One time she was engaged to a rich Japanese businessman and left him at the altar in Japan. She's a storybook and I love it. Damn. Uh, Pogo the Clown, welcome to the showroom, uh, says Pogo likes football and kissing. I've heard that about you, Pogo. Uh, Brett Burnett, wait, but back to the Greg Hawkins comment. 
I don't want to know. Nah. I don't want to know. Nah, if you know. dump somebody at the altar or whatever, I like that's just for me, that's not a thing that I'm that excited about. But what if it's a really like good story? Like I kind of feel like Greg's like it's leading into it could be a very good story. Maybe, you know, like a good story with extra lingerie. <sighs> okay, Pogo the Pogo the Clown's in for what? a beating. Uh my girlfriend is a storybook is a nice way of saying she got passed around a lot. If it's a good book, I want to read it. Oh, my 100%. God. Really? Uh, Tanner says, Jake, does your girlfriend watch the show? Thank God, no. CJ Vance says, dang, Monty, speaking the truth about Christmas. As a Christian, I've thought the same thing. My dad is disgusted by secular parts of Christmas. He calls December National Retailers Month. And it's frustrating oh, to me yeah. because I just, and again, I'm a guy that grew up Catholic. I, I wasn't even joking earlier. I was an altar boy when I was a kid. And it was all about how much money you tithed to the church. It wasn't because you were just such a, a stellar human being, an example of Catholicism. No, it's because I had a job and I gave money to the church. I got to be an altar boy, right? It's yeah. about my family's participation. Like, that's what bothers me about it. That's what bothers mm -hmm. me. Brent Burnett says Christmas is a retailer year, not month. It ain't. You ain't wrong about that. It has become year, and Nick, it's exhausting. Nick Hines says, wait, Tanner has a girlfriend? No, Tanner's married. Tanner is a wife. Tanner is married. Yeah, Tanner's like a full-grown adult. Mm. Um, Jeremy Severe says, guy I work with has an anniversary on Valentine's Day. Is this a bad thing or a good thing? You will never miss your anniversary. This is a good thing. It's actually a good thing. You'll never miss it. Just do that. It's good. Do I don't understand how guys miss anniversaries. I mean, it... Uh, it it's not hard. Like for me, it's not difficult to remember it. I mean, I'm terrified by it. Yeah. I think if you're in a relationship, you should know, you know, especially yeah. if you got, you know, if you're married, you should know the anniversary. Yep. Like, I agree. Like the um, back of your hand. Greg Hawkins says it was a good story. You got to hear it in person. When I see you guys for the big five, Oh, count on it. Absolutely. Count on that. Uh, Kay Nuren says your wife is looking great. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, last but not least, can we talk about, um, Tahoe? Yeah. It is, it is remarkably, remarkably overcrowded. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would remind you, uh, this hour of the show is brought to you by. It's brought to you by Bucked Up. Make sure that you get to uh, buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY uh, to get 20% off your purchase of uh, at buckedup.com. I know. It's That's so tough, similar. Dude. It's tough, dude. Um, buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your order. We really need you guys to turn out and show them that, hey, man, the Monty Show is going to move Bucked Up product. Whether you need pre-workout, um, they're absolutely a fitness um, icon, Bucked Up. Um, so get to buckedup.com, use the promo code Mati, or there is a direct link to their shore, their store, excuse me, in the description below. Um, what do, do you, what do you guys think of Airbnbs? Because Jake and I, before I almost annihilated my human form snowboarding the other day, um, Jake and I were talking to an employee here at Heavenly, and he basically said that they are overrun 365 days a year. There's no more downtime. There's no more slow season. That their peak season is every weekend. And he said there are a, about, I want to say he said like 35 weeks a year where they're just packed. Yeah. 
And a lot of it is Airbnbs. And a lot of it is people coming in and paying cash for their second home. Are you guys, A, do you guys agree that Tahoe is way overpacked? Yeah, I mean, I think the experience we've had is that it's been really packed. You know, I think that, you know, we're staying at Heavenly or near Heavenly, obviously, next to the Heavenly Gondola. And I think the, the problem is, is that it's just tight quarters. You know, the streets are small. Like, you know, the I feel like the, the shops are, you know, I don't know. I just, yes, it is overcrowded, but I also feel like the town over here anyway is kind of small. Yeah, and there's not a lot of real estate. Let's be honest. It's in a valley that is filled up with a lake. So all you have is kind of around it. You can go a little bit up, but not very far. So it is, it's, it's, it's overpacked. But the stark difference. So uh, we were here at Christmas time and it was just like delirious with people. And then this weekend being here again, overrun with people, huge long lines to get into, into the gondola, into restaurants. And then yesterday I went to go get lunch on the Monday and it was like a quarter of the people. And I was like, what in the yeah. hell? The, yeah. Where did everyone go? Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. What happens to these resort towns? I actually feel like Airbnb is starting to, uh, what do you call it? regress? It's yeah. not as good as it used to be. And I'm kind of glad that resort towns are limiting it. That that's my take. I think you should. Well, it's like Hawaii, you know. Oh Maui. my gosh! Yeah, you're driving out the actual people who need to live and work there. Uh, you know, to have four and five Airbnbs, you're just going to overcharge on. Yeah, and I think the real problem is is that it's just you know the overcrowding leads to a bad experience, and then you combine that bad experience of overcrowding with the fact that the heavenly gondola is inconsistently open because of the weather patterns in Tahoe, and it's just. You know, it just is, it, you know, you just deal with it. Not, that's not to say it's a bad experience in Tahoe because it's not. It's awesome. But you just deal with things for but sure. But I look at Park City where they're living 10 people to a two-bedroom apartment yeah. um, because that's all they can do and they can't afford their own apartments. I look at Park City where there are people living in Rose Park and renting houses by the dozens because they can't afford to live in Park City. Like, I just think we have flipped the script so much and as somebody that is a wanting real estate investor, Airbnb is a vital lifeline for that industry. I just think it is the death of communities. I think when you look at Tahoe and you look at Park City, you look at uh, Mammoth, what is it? it? It destroys school districts. It destroys towns because you don't have locals anymore because the locals leave. And th so there are, there are no school districts that thrive anymore. I don't know. I'm not trying to say, I guess, that we should kill Airbnb, but I think it should be very, very limited to a small, small part of, like in Park City, I can tell you it should be limited to the villages. Mm -hmm. You should not be able to drive down the street in Park City and every townhouse is an Airbnb. That should just not be allowed because that's when the school district starts to die. When, when Heber becomes an Airbnb hotspot, that's when we're starting to kill communities. I 100% agree, man. And I think that the problem is, is, you're exactly right. It does provide a lifeline. People want to buy real estate so they can Airbnb it and rent that thing out. And it's spring training all over again. You know, Scottsdale's had to do the same thing. And I think that it's just a, it's a tough it's a tough thing to have to do, you know, because it's like, hey, all these people want to come in and support the local economy through their tourism, but there's limits to everything. Yeah. Obviously. So, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you can ban. I truly don't believe that you can ban Airbnb, but I think you should limit it. 
Oh, absolutely. Short-term, short-term rentals need to be limited 100%. It, it, it does disrupt everything that makes a community a community. Okay, good. We actually agreed on something. Holy cow. That, that, felt, that felt good. Um, the other story I want to talk about is this, um, I don't know, you, you like actually prepared topics today. Did. What do you want to talk about? Well, I was curious. Would you ride in a driverless taxi? Nope. All right. Let's talk about. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would not. I would. Uh, while you're under there, um, <laughs> would you ride in a driverless taxi? Yeah. Okay. So here's a problem that I have with Tesla. We now know that most of the Tesla autopilot accidents are driver error. And it's because we don't have technology, in my opinion, that is good enough to go driverless with taxis and, and whatever it is, stop the you know point A to point B, Ubers or Lyfts. No, I would not get in a driverless taxi. Because Amazon, uh, they bought a... Uh, driverless and automated taxi service called Zooks. And they just did their first actual run with people in the car. They were employees. Uh, I think they went about a mile, um, but it was their first test of actual people being in the car with it. But it's um, a small car. There's no steering wheel. That it, it's about 12 inches from uh, nose to tail, which is about the size of like a Mini Cooper. Did you say 12 inches? I'm sorry, 12 feet. Oh. Dough. I can't relate to Anyways, 12 feet, but. 12 feet from nose to tail. And it has like two <laughs> benches that face each other. So there's no driver. There's no steering wheel. Um, no, hell no. No, man, no, you're going to die. Not at all? You're going to die. First of all, <laughs> now we know why Amazon doesn't want to pay the Pac-12 because they bought a driverless taxi service. B, um, I don't want to die. And that feels like. Uh, well, you know, Karen Smith and her three kids and her illicit illegal lover uh, were driving in a taxi in London and they were murdered. And like, that's what it feels like. To, I don't know why it feels were nefarious. by the driverless car? <laughs> like, what? How did the driverless car do that? You know, like there's going to be, I'm telling you right now, there is going to be one of those fundraising drives, a GoFundMe for little Jenny who got hit by a driverless taxi. That's what this is going to turn into. Why do we need to eliminate work workers? Why do we need to eliminate people who do good jobs? Do we have to put robots in every single position? They're already landing UFOs on top of Joe Biden's White House. Do we really need driverless taxis? I, I didn't say we need them. It's a thing, though. It is going to become a thing. It'll be a thing in high-density uh, cities. So when you think of, like, a New Dude. York, when you think of a Seattle, it will be shorter trips and it'll be you know cost effective to get people from place to place. Nah. My thought is though, like we already know some weird things happen in Ubers. It's not so, going to be cost effective. Yes, there will be sex in the driverless well, taxis. Like somebody's going to throw up in there. No, they won't. Or well, that depends on what you know her preferences. But my point is, my point is, who's going to clean out the 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 human DNA from the driverless taxi at that point? B. All I'm saying is, why do we need to eliminate the American worker? Why do we want to, oh, hey, man, let's go with the checker list, the self-checkout. Why don't we want to drive our own damn cars? Let's just get to it. Why do we hate driving? What, what is the problem? Why, why, 
Why do we need self-driving yes, Teslas? Like, why? Nick Hines, have you ever watched iRobot? No way I'm riding in a driver's Yeah, I'm not taxi. doing it, dude. Thank you. I'm not doing it. I don't want to have to Will Smith somebody, okay? Yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No way. No way, By the way, no when how. I think about riding in a, in a, in a driverless car i don't think about the car hitting another person that'd be unfortunate for them what i think about is a dump truck hitting us because the driverless car didn't hit the brakes soon enough yeah that's what i think about like dude it's dangerous et says facts jake yeah uh, brett burnett says jazz haven't and uh haven't and won't be haven't made their minds that sounds like a driverless car to me yeah that sounds like a driverless car to me stop. you know like <laughs> stop stop drinking early uh, Mark Clee says, quick summary I missed about basketball. Just joined in. Um, Colin Sexton's really good. Uh, the Jazz should probably try to win as many games as they can. And Kyrie Irving's still an anti-Semite. I think you're covered. Next question. Um, you know, no, I, I, bottom line is, no, I do not want to ride in a driverless taxi. No, I don't. hell no. Gabriel says, I will never ride a driverless car. I love myself too much. And I'm with you. I like driving my Audi. I like driving twin turbo. V6, red leather seats, quilted rather Quattro. All-wheel drive, you know what I'm saying? Heated seats. Like, why did why did we, when did we lose our love of cars? I understand, like, having to cut down on driving. I understand that we, we need to carpool more. There's nothing that says we need driverless technology. I, I, I don't think we're there yet. I really don't. Like, those, in Scottsdale, the stupid driverless cars that were running people over, what were they doing, the Google cars or whatever? Remember the maps that were running people over in Scottsdale, the mapping cars or whatever it was, like the autonomous vehicles? Yeah. Hell the no. Uber self-driving car. They they had that self-driving, nah. but there was actually a driver in it, but I think, you know, he was not paying attention. Yeah. The scooter's worse. The I'm scooter telling you, is the scourge of life. Those and stupid I bird hate scooters. Those stupid scooters that are littered all over our neighborhood now that they finally made it to daybreak to the point where kids, little jerks, are throwing them in the lake. I hate those things. I'm not saying that they're bad to ride. I just hate that they're littered all over our freaking neighborhood. Please wear a helmet. Please wear a helmet. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Anyways. Um, where is Greg says driverless cars? Uh, is just society horseshoeing back into train style travel. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't mind train travel. I don't. Uh, that one jazz fan. Oh. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't be opposed to the idea after technology gets good enough knowing uh, how people drive in this state. Maybe driverless isn't too bad. Well, you ain't wrong, dude. Driving in, in Utah is terrible. Terrible. Although I got a ticket going 95 and a 70 on the way out here. What? So maybe it's my fault. Fun tax. I could be Timmy wrong. Timmy paid a fun tax. Yep. Uh, Quint Randall yeah. says, I accident I'm accidentally watching today. Oh, happy accidents. Yeah. Well, make sure Yay. you get to make sure you get to oh, bucked up. Here, right? Make sure you get to bucked up.com <laughs> and use uh, the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase at bucked up.com. If you're accidentally here. Good to see you, Quint. You weren't in an accident. You just weren't a planned event. Which is, I mean, is is probably much the same thing. You know. All right, so you guys, we got to decide on afternoons or what, what or what the heck, because you know, I mean, we are we're this is our last show in Tahoe. Can I get a poll? Can I get a poll? No, I'm not doing a stupid <laughs> poll. I'm not doing it. Why? I hate polls in our, our our comment section because I'll put. Do you want us to go to afternoons? Yes, no. Um, You're dumb. Fellatio, and everybody will be like, oh, fellatio. <laughs> 
You know, like, okay, afternoons or not? What's the deal, people? Get in the comment. Oops. Damn. Not domestic violence. He's so not used to having me on the show. He like hits me. It's you like know. I'm not even here. You know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you? Do we go to? Do we go to afternoons or what? What it? What are you laughing about? All of a sudden, I saw the screen and I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shoot, we're looking at the YouTube portal because I was looking at my only 87 likes today. Yeah. Um, do we go to afternoons or no afternoons? I, I'm feeling I'm like we're yes. going to. I, I, my vote is yes, but let's see what the comments say. Um, let's see. Greg Hawkins <laughs> says, Monty, it's your fault for offering fellatio as an option. Well, Greg, you talk about, you, like, this is the problem. This is why I don't like Greg Hawkins, because he comes in with this logical crap. And it's like, dude, nobody wants logic. They just want e extreme. They just want educational money. We know. We That's it. what it Thank is, you. Greg. It's an educational grant to put, you know. Program. You are you are right. I probably, you know, shouldn't put that. Um, let's see. Mid-morning would be great. Tanner says afternoons. Talking with Raphael says afternoons for sure. Um, Quint Randall says, I can show you the data. No. Data on what? Now I'm intrigued. Um, let's see. CJ Vance says afternoons are bomb. Uh, Gabriel says, I like morning and I don't mind afternoons. Why not both? Afternoon delight. Um do you even know what that's a reference to? He has afternoon delight, ching. I was curious if Quint's data was on the fellatio. I, I just, oh. I'm curious. What? People need to ask the right question. Every time you come on this data show. Data on what, Every time Quint? you come on this show, you drop some like crazy male sexual I bomb. I did not bring this. This is Greg's fault. And then people are like, oh, bring Mrs. Monty back on, will you? It's been a, I'm in a drop. Bring her back on the show. <laughs> That's what happens. Where's that Jesus? You know what? I'm exactly right. Uh, Eric C says my whole life routine will, will have to change if it goes to afternoons. Sorry, Brody. Quinn B says afternoons are much better. Greg Hawkins says it's very education. It's I'm very educationally prowess. I like afternoons. That one jazz fan says afternoon. San Diego state says your health is more important. I will adapt. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Giggity says my morning coffee without you isn't the same, but afternoons will do. Uh, Nick Hines says, nah, I like mornings, but that's just me. Quint Randall says, ha ha ha. At Brit's comments. You are a troublemaker. Uh, you know, uh, Tanner says, let's, uh, let's get a poll about whether or not Jake is a good boyfriend. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Renee Roca, I'm I'm usually doing kids family stuff in the afternoons. Okay. Travis Bird, the picture fanatic, says, I ride or die with the Monty show. I watch anytime. Appreciate that. Tom says either way. Tom, I've heard that about you. Um and stuff. And stuff. Um Afternoons is great, Mark Lee says. McKinley Cutler says, uh, afternoons works better for me. I get off work around two. There you okay. go. Uh, that one jazz fan says, I just can't wake up early enough anymore. You know, uh, are you talking drive time? We would, this, the difference is we would be live from six in the morning to nine in the morning, which we already are versus three in the afternoon to six in the afternoon. And I'm with I, the afternoons. I think I'm in for the afternoons. I would. Um, that one jazz fan says my sleep schedule is gone. Bro, me too. I'm feeling it. Yeah, join the club. Absolutely. Uh, Brett Burnett says join and get both. You should join the membership. Yeah, you absolutely. Should. Join absolutely. the program. Join the program. That's not correct. You should absolutely uh, join the program 
no doubt. Hit the join button. It's $9.99 a month. Uh, K. Nuren says morning. Ah, there's our first true all-in on mornings. Uh, Renee Roca says three to six works. Appreciate that. All right. Um, you know, give us a drive home tomorrow. We'll be off tomorrow back Thursday at three o'clock. We're going to be afternoons this week. So Thursday at three o'clock. Um, hey. hey, that one jazz fan. Appreciate you, bro. Usually you get a sound effect, but we're on the road right now. Little limitations. Yeah. Hey, appreciate you. That one jazz fan. Nine ninety nine a month gets you exclusive access into uh, the Instagram chat group is what this is. Yeah, make sure about. you DM me on Instagram. SLC Jake. I'll get you added to the group. SLC Jake. That one jazz fan hit Jake. SLC Jake. You get exclusive access to our members only group. Uh, San Diego State says, don't say ride or die. I say that about Derek Carr after he signed the extension and look at him now dead to me. Well, wow. You're not wrong, bro. Dead to me. Uh, Capazzo says drive time. Mine's 10 minutes, so not an option for me. <laughs> right? How many? I guess we technically work at home. Uh, let's see. Quint Randall says that could work for me. Drive time. Of course, my phone cut out when you answered that. You guys can't have a life uh, early mornings. No. You can't have a life early in the morning. Nah. You know. Uh, Holabilly says I just don't use IG. Yeah, I get it, Holabilly. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, that one jazz fan says, let's get it, lads. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Appreciate you very much. Um, you know, and when you support the show, guys, don't forget our newest sponsor. I know I keep saying it, but we really want to give a big rollout with Bucked Up. Bucked Up Energy. Get to buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. Well, I guess that's it. So without... Further ado, we'll be back Thursday at 3, live at the Maverick Center. Yeah, we will. Yeah. So without further ado, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.